Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I am the L.A. nerd, Joel Reeves, and with me, as always, is Taylor Salem. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And Lauren Sperling. Hi, friends. You got who just went into a stricter lockdown because there's a new form of COVID in the U.K. Mm, not, not quite yet. I've got two and a half hours <laughs> until that. Oh, why are you hits. here? Go to the pub. <laughs> Fuck the podcast. Wait, podcast no, is over. Math. Lauren's got to go to the yeah, pub. Yeah, two and a half hours. Well, pub pub is pretty much closed now anyway so by the time i get there it'd be the saturday night be done. It is. uh 10 o'clock with tier three because we've been oh, in tier three for no. a week oh that is unfortunate Dude. actually wait no i lied 10 o'clock was last week this whole week since we hit tier three pubs are closed completely because you can oh. only do takeaway so balls that's yeah, unfortunate now, now tonight we go basically stay from home orders again Taylor, roll Stay me those depressing lockdown smooth jams. Wooka wooka. Sorry, I was trying to go a little slower and monotone, like Take as it. if we've been in lockdown for nine months and hate our lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much how I'm feeling right now. So I think you, I think you did a good job, Taylor. I Thank appreciate you. it. My, my, yeah, my wonderful <laughs> tonality going on there. Yeah, yeah. Great start, guys. Great positive start. Yep. Yeah. Last week, or what we've been watching was only Mank because we had all watched it, and this week it's only going to be Mandalorian season finale because we all watched it. Apparently, hey you. For uh, once, Taylor watched it before we cast. I know. Well, Can it was, you imagine it was... if we showed up today and he was like, "I haven't seen it." Dude, I, I saw the images. They look so cool, bro. <laughs> I just can't wait to check out the episode. You know, all the images, the spoiler <laughs> images everybody shared online, right as you know the the right after the episode dropped. I mean, I read um, yeah. the plot on Twitter, so, right. you know. No, and well, so I was obviously, like, I'm a night owl, so I was up Thursday night. And, oh, I watched it at midnight. Yeah, well, I see, I usually watch it Friday morning um, or Saturday, you know, sometimes. But uh, point being is that <laughs> or Monday. Um, the reactions, or never. <laughs> everybody was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, no way, no way. And I was just like, all right, well, I need to watch this, like, first thing in the morning before I get spoiled, so... Um, so yeah, and I you did. still didn't even watch till the next day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna man. lie. Joel kind of spoiled it for me last week with his speculating. Just because I guessed correctly doesn't mean I spoiled anything. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that like your prediction came true. To be honest, you know, um, it's look. It's the it's really if you understand, and this is this is gonna sound so fucking elitist. <laughs> if you understand the timeline of post. OG trilogy, it is literally the only thing that made sense. As yeah. as 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 wild and out there as it sounded, unless they were gonna recreate like the timeline, it is the only mm-hmm. thing that made sense. He's one of the only Jedi left, and he's yeah. creating a new school. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're jumping into spoilers because we're talking about Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Sorry, you guys <laughs> haven't seen the episode yet. Yeah, my bad. That's okay. Context is everything. Right, but yeah, I mean, it just. You know, there were other people. It could have been. It could have been Cal Kestis from you know Jedi Fallen Order, the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would have been like in his forties, I think. That's that still didn't really make any sense. It could have been Ezra Bridger, but I think he's still captured by Thrawn. 
Um, you know, it just it made sense, even if it was an outlandish guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's start from the beginning yeah. of the episode instead of the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, I mean, like I guess cool. it's it begins with with um. <laughs> Doesn't it begin with them uh, capturing the the cruiser or whatever it is? I can't remember what it. Yes, I couldn't remember if it was him rounding people up though. Too, I think it was right. That was like no, no, the... no. It starts with them chasing that uh, imperial yeah. Yeah. transport ship. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the yes. in in the in the slave one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then uh, they capture the ship. It's got the doctor in it from the first season, mm-hmm. who was hanging out with mm-hmm. Vana Hazag. Yeah. Um, Show me the baby. Um, and he's like, yo, don't kill me. I'll tell you every fucking thing you need to know. Yeah. And he just was like, here's this, here's this, here's this. Please don't kill me. Yeah. yeah. Gave up that info real fucking quick. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it's kind of like a, like a child heist, you know? Yeah. They just, I love that plan too, though, how they're just beaming straight for the fucking like uh, the docking point of the ship. And the ship is like, there are TIE fighters launching. Do not come in. And they're just like, nope, we're coming in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool little moment. Um, especially just seeing, like, you know, on a, on a canon level, too. It was kind of fun to just see them, like, the process of, like, how they send TIE fighters out for battle. And I know we've seen a little yeah. bit of that in, like, The Force Awakens with that scene with Finn and Poe where they kind of steal the TIE fighter. But, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just, just I mean, it's more semantical than anything else. But it was just kind of a fun sequence, like, to... to um, to create out of that well, of course and then we get to see how boba can make quick work of any tie fighter on in the fucking galaxy apparently yeah. shooting them backwards with the slave one <laughs> it's and pretty then just boop zips out of nowhere and yeah. where'd he go we'll find out at the end of the episode yeah. is where he goes we know where he goes yeah. now but at the time we didn't um yeah disappears. no <laughs> i mean i think this i think more than anything in general this season makes a really like I don't want to say compelling case because Boba's story in this really isn't that compelling, um, at least so far. But I think that like it really makes a case for like all the hype about Boba Fett being like a total badass, even though we never really saw him being a total badass. Like I think it's a yeah. right. season does a good job of justifying like um, that thought, you know, that that, that yeah. feeling that a lot of people have had for years about this character. So well, and we even skipped. Uh, they go to find Bo Katan and. Um... I'm forgetting the other partner name, yeah, but like uh, Sasha Banks' character, I can't remember. Yeah, um, yeah, but th- yeah. that's a really good moment with Boba Fett, where she like calls him out as a clone. Which yeah, is like, you're not a Mandalorian. I recognize your voice, and he's like, "My father gave me this armor." You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he, like it's it's we could really get deep into like Mandalorian lore, but it's like it's interesting that like his father also wasn't really a Mandalorian because he was a foundling, mm-hmm. and then like. Mm-hmm. So it you know it's this muddy water of like are you only Mandalorian if you're born on Mandalore can you become a Mandalorian like mm-hmm. our Mando in the show is a foundling you know what I mean yeah um it's a really interesting like dichotomy of like like tradition or like yeah like like who a, deserves like a the moniker you know yeah it's like p- pure blood argument right. yeah. yeah. Um, I know we weren't going to talk about any other episode, but the episode with Bill Burr was really funny when they're trying to see who can sneak into the base. And just yeah. the, the joke from Mando where he's like, they might recognize my face. Yeah. It's like, because <laughs> he's a fucking clone. And like, yeah. you know, it's like his face has been everywhere all yeah. over the yeah. empire for yeah. 
it's so pretty funny, funny. It, yeah it's it's yeah. a good callback too to like the just everything in the prequels you know what i mean um yeah. just that one line yeah and i think that episode in particular too was just like really well done that was the rick from a episode if i'm not mistaken yeah. um the seventh uh, mm-hmm. episode or chapter 15 i guess it would be but um but yeah no i i love that and that the whole scene with with bill burr um, the sort of the scene at the table where it's like almost like a standoff, you know what I mean, between yeah. him and Mando and and the guy. And he's from something, the Imperial officer, and I can't for the life of me remember what he's from. Um, it's something. Yeah, really I watched good a too. breakdown video that said who he was, but I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, nice. Okay, that's what um, I love about you, Joel, is your attention yeah. to detail. Um, <laughs> well, if I don't care, I don't pay attention. Um, <laughs> no, totally. I mean, and because what I was paying attention to in that scene, not that actor, was fucking Bill Burr's phenomenal performance a dude straight up yeah. right and that's what i'm yeah. saying like there there are some really and even in uh the 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 f- the season finale like there's some really strong performance moments that i definitely want to touch on when we get to that but um yeah but uh but yeah no i think overall like the this this definitely the last few episodes like makes a compelling case for like why you know this show not necessarily exists, but like why it deserves to like why it deserves to explore like these characters in different and unique and exciting ways, you know, sort of yeah. exploring the edges of the galaxy a little bit, you know, sort of the, the the secondary and tertiary characters who are now like sort of main characters, you know. Oh, for sure, yeah, and I think it really uh, leads to the point that like okay, while we were all excited for the prequels when they came out, we were all excited for like the sequel trilogy when they were coming out i think star wars really is more of like a vignette universe of different people all dealing with like you know the empire or whatever mm-hmm. right so it's like yeah. all right cool yeah like we're gonna see fucking ray she's got the you know it's like mm-hmm. the huge stories maybe they don't work anymore you know what i mean yeah. it's, it's like the mandalorian is really cool seeing those glimpses of luke at the end mind mind-blowingly cool but it's yeah. like the the little vignettes are seemingly the better way to tell a Star Wars story. Yeah. Is like I guess what I'm like yeah. like that Bill Burr scene to me was far superior to anything we saw in like The Rise of Skywalker. It's yeah. like that mm-hmm. I would take that episode over the sequel trilogy. Yeah. I I I think almost every episode of this season. Yeah. Especially sure. the last uh, three or four like the robert rodriguez episode like Ugh. same thing yeah. it's just yeah i i agree it's like they're making these vignettes that are infinitely better than the last six movies well yeah and i and i think that the 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 the, the, the bill burr episode basically is what we're gonna call it i guess from now on is um <laughs> is that's the official title guys just like Baby Yoda never stopped being Baby Yoda. Um, yeah. Rogu. No, like someone I saw someone make a joke on tw- on Twitter about how like like it's gonna be in twenty years a, a, like a trivia question that's gonna determine like who the hardcore Star oh. Wars fans <laughs> are and the casual viewers is like what is Baby Yoda's real name because everybody's yep. still gonna call him Baby Yoda. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, and I think the Bill Burr episode is a perfect example of what you guys are talking about in terms of like we never really think about what the Imperial officers and soldiers and the stormtroopers like these sort of these people who we imagine are like evil people just because they're part of the empire but in reality they have their own tragedies and their own like difficulties that they go through in terms of like coping with all these things you know how he's talking about you know we lost five thousand men exactly Mm -hmm. and 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 i just think that those are the things where it's like okay now you're really tapping into like the humanity of these characters in a really interesting way um, as opposed yeah. to just being like pew 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 for like you know an hour or whatever. 
but I did. By the way, good. I was gonna say, by the way, that actor has been in a lot of things. Um, but you've probably recognized him from Kingsman and Thor: Dark World. Yeah, yeah, yep, exactly. Kingsman is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back to the episode at hand. Actually, on 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 the back of Taylor's point is when Mm -hmm. they first capture that ship. One of those imperial officers was kind of like trying to play along, you know. It's like, yeah, the em- like the empire's kind of fallen. He doesn't really have any loyalties anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the other pilot who shoots him was like, was like "I'm fucking imperial to the core," yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he's a maggot yes. guy. He's he's a maggot. Guy. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, he, really, that's the kind rough. of the way I saw it. You know, like yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a good kind of scene to show. Like you know, some people are just regular dudes with a job. Like I'm, yeah. I'm just a fucking pilot. Um, but then it begs like the Nazi question, like we were just following orders. And mm-hmm. it's like, all right, exactly. Well, so, well like, and, you are still kind of evil. And well, and I think that's where the morality <laughs> is really interesting, right? Because like in life, like it's not wh- white or black, you know, yes or no. Like there's, there, it, there's like an interesting dichotomy about, you know, like the, the good and bad sides of people that, 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 that that's exploring, you know, and that's like really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, moving forward in terms of the episode, I really loved, uh, just everything with the, um, oh God, what are the droids? The name of the droids they're um, that they fight on the ship. Oh, the, uh, the dark troopers, the dark troopers. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. The, the dark troopers. I thought all the stuff with the dark troopers was like really awesome. Um, especially, um, the one-on-one fight that Mando has, um, with the one that like sort of slips through the doors. I thought that was pretty the, dope little sequence. The fights this season have been very brutal. Yeah. <laughs> like they've yeah. amped it up that mm-hmm. repetitive, like punch to the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that Rough. Yeah. it's really, that fight's really dope. I think cause it really sets up like the ending mm-hmm. of like, yes. it's like if, Mando can only handle this one trooper oh, and, he yeah. can, and, and he can barely, barely handle it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it really shows how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but it also shows how powerful that Beskar was because he was just as repeatedly as he was being punched in the face, it was breaking the wall behind him before it was yeah. arming the armor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was just having Oberyn Martell fucking... PTSD mm-hmm. flashbacks of him getting his face crushed by the mountain in the Get Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that was like <laughs> the fire wasn't working. The blasters w- weren't working. You know, he was trying everything he could to fucking mm-hmm. uh, fight this thing. And the only thing that helped was the Beskar spear, yeah, which is coming in, coming in clutch. Yeah. Which we knew, you know, it's like, oh, of course, like, you know, he's going to eventually battle um, Moff Gideon the dark saber, you know, of course, like they were, you know, laying that in and, uh, and yeah, I just thought like as, as a whole, I thought this episode was, was pretty well written from like a structural point of view, you know, like set up and payoff and like the whole lead up to the ending. Um, you know, I think the pro- the thing where I kind of had like some issues with this episode and, and, in, and in general, um, is some of the character stuff, you know what I mean? Like I, I like the idea of what Moff Gideon's plan was, you know, like the, this idea that he's going to intentionally like lose the saber so that he's like relieved of like having to, you know, have yeah. whoever's coming after him come after him. And, you know, I thought that was really interesting, but it felt a little half baked um, in terms of how they actually executed it. it oh, I mean, like, I don't okay. think it was a plan. I think he was that like I think he was like because he had to ambush Mando to 
to like fight him, you know. Yeah. I don't know if he knew that Beskar could withstand a lightsaber, you know. So like he was like, oh yeah, I'll let you have Baby Yoda if I can keep the saber. Yeah. And then as soon as he goes to pick up Grogu, he just starts like wailing on his back with the saber. Yeah. Like I don't know yeah. if he was trying to give that shit up on purpose. I think he was. I think he was trying to win. Really, I thought that like especially when they took him in and like he kind of like you know when he goes up there and the way maybe it's the way Giancarlo plays it in that scene but like when he goes up there and he's like you know explaining like oh you know you can't come after me now because you know um Din is the person who's wielded now wields the dark saber and it's just his performance kind of indicated that like okay maybe this was like maybe it was a backup plan or something like that I don't know what the what the oh, I think um, it was just him laughing at Mando because now he's like, oh, now you guys have to infight and I yeah, get to watch it. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Could be. I can I can see it either way. Like I don't think it was his, you know, I don't think it was a long thought out plan. If mm-hmm. it was, um, any premed- premeditated at all, um, or if it was just a like, oh shit, Mando's very clearly on my ship with Bo-Katan, so like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what I have to do now. Yeah, or if it was like a. Well, all right, I gave it my best. You can win it. Now you two have to fight for it. Yeah, like fight yeah, over exactly. it. Exactly. Well that like he was already captured at that time, you know, it's like Yeah. 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 It's uh, tough yeah. to say, but I had questions about that. Um although I do think the fight between them was really badass and Giancarlo mm-hmm. like finally getting to do like a proper fight scene. Um, you know, and something is just is really cool, yeah. you know. Like, um, I mean, the dude's in his sixties at this point, probably right, fifties or sixties, and yeah, you know, we've always seen him play these like really, really menacing characters, but like with uh, he'll play a many menacing character like who will always have a smile on his face. You know what I mean? Especially with characters like Gus and stuff like Gus, that. Yeah, and like, so it's methodically exactly menacing. Yes, um, intentionally menacing. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, but th- but this this idea that like he finally gets to like do something a little bit different or seeing a different kind of villain than we've seen him play before is like really cool because especially in the first season it's like okay like it's Giancarlo doing Giancarlo you know like there's yeah. not really much that he did in that first season that I wouldn't have expected from him as an actor which I mean he's a great actor and there's no complaints there on my end but it's just predictable and I think especially in this episode um he played Moff really unpredictably, and I think that was like really fascinating. And I would obviously yeah. love to see more more villains like that. Yeah, I was I forget if it was Star Wars Explained or Star Wars Theory. It may have been Den of Nerds as well. I was the watching one, the one that you only half watched. I no no, no I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was look man. Sometimes I'm high when I watch these things. I know but, I'm just fucking um, with you. I was watching a Star Wars reviewer talk about it, and he was saying that early in the season. Giancarlo was teasing that he broke two or three sabers in a fight that he does. Mm. Um, But but then we hadn't seen him fight the whole season. And so he's like, the reviewer was like, either he's like, he, he was teasing us or this last episode's going to go fucking hard. Yeah. uh, (laughs) It went hard. And and it went fucking hard. Um, That fight was dope. I really liked seeing the dark saber go up against the Beskar. And Mm -hmm. while Beskar can withstand like you know hits mm-hmm. from a lightsaber you could see it that like heating up heat, yeah it was like it, it was oh man like it's, i want to know how much longer could it have held right it could have totally yeah. melted through that if it got hot at some point, point yeah, yeah. yeah which is a cool yeah. like 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 real world thing that they included that just you know it just makes it a little more tactile and stuff like that um yeah it was and awesome. i think that actually speaks to like uh to peyton reed's direction too which i mean hey 
I think Peyton Reed like did an amazing job directing this episode. And I mean, part of me was like, okay, now I see why he didn't get Fantastic Four because it's like he already got this probably one of the most crucial episodes of Star Wars television, at least at this point. Um, Where was the Ant Man cameo? I I, I know. Was... Yeah, dude, he was chilling in the corner, like on the on the windshield or something. Yeah, you know? yeah really was, uh, small. He was probably yeah. one of the uh, one of the troopers that they killed. Yeah, like That'd you know how great. in Star Trek you can see like the R two D two fly through space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Exactly. No, dude, I want to see. Got to be in there somewhere. I want to see Paul Rudd cameo as a stormtrooper. That would be amazing. That would. Be That'd great. be great. That'd be um, great. But um, I also I also really liked when uh, speaking of stormtroopers when they landed. Uh, on the ship, and the four ladies fucking took all of the stormtroopers oh, out to like clear the way. Kicking ass! It was it was, yeah. it was great. That was yeah. great. Bo-Katan, don't fuck around. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess. And then and then we get to like the moment, right? At that point, yeah. Like... So they get to the bridge. <laughs> um. I guess we should say after Mando defeats uh the one dark trooper, he opens the space hatch, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and all the other ones get sucked out. And so you're like, oh, he mm-hmm. wins. Uh, they got Giancarlo on the bridge. Not that easy. They're like, we win. We've got you captured. Everything's happy. Let's have an orgy. And then, um, if anyone has seen Iron Man, there is no way that those yeah. things are gone forever. Yep. So they have rockets and they can fly. Um, <laughs> so they, I mean, we we knew they did because they flew onto Tython in the uh, Robert Rodriguez yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But so they fly back onto the ship. There's like 20 or like 30 of them, right? We saw Mando could barely survive one of them. They get to the blast doors of the bridge, right? And they're like, oh, no. And Giancarlo was like, ha, 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 you lose, I win. And they're literally punching (laughs) through the blast doors like a very expensive rock'em, sock'em robots. (laughs) And then... Cybermen, actually, is what they reminded me of. there, There you go. And then one lone x-wing docks onto the ship and gina carano makes a comment oh great one x-wing we're saved (laughs) sarcastically but if you know anything about one lone Mm x-wing who likes to show up places by himself yeah luke skywalker yeah um joel you're just (laughs) i'm just still (laughs) horny for this scene um yeah they don't they don't give it to you right away, right? They show it yeah. to, to us on like uh like security monitors. Mm-hmm. And then you right? see the glove. Oh my the... god. And dude. when I saw the glove, I was like, okay, like they're not fucking around. Like part of me at first was like, they're gonna like do that thing where you they make you think it's Luke and then it's like, yeah. oh, the role reversal, it's actually not, you know what I mean? And it's like once I saw that, I was like, okay. And then you see the green lightsaber and you're like all right, the let's green fucking, lightsaber and the let's black fucking do, let's fucking do this shit. You know what I mean? And <laughs> no. it's like I'm ready. You know, my my body is ready. Something I just realized: I've watched the episode twice, and I didn't pay attention to this. I'd like to go back and watch the X-wing come into the ship and see if you can see R2 mm. on the back oh, of it on the, because uh, he because he would yeah. be on the ship if he was there. Um, and I want so like I gotta go back and look for that. Uh, but yeah, it's this, and then the following uh, is just like three minutes of the best use of force fighting we've ever seen in the mm-hmm. history of Star Wars. It's prime, mm-hmm. prime Luke Skywalker, you know, which we've yeah. never really seen. Like we we got close to seeing it in Jedi, where it's like he's almost there, you know, but like we've never yeah. seen it quite like this. Luke is in the EU 
arguably like a god. He's the most yeah. powerful being to ever exist. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't really get that because the OG, as long as I, or as, as much as I love the OG, it's clunky, it's old, right? And then he's too old in the sequel trilogy to do that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so we never, we've never seen this post Jedi um, mm-hmm. Luke before. And it's just, yeah. he is cutting through these dark troopers like they are butter. And that is the importance of how hard it was for Mando to fight them to just show the fucking power that Luke Skywalker has. You know, he's force pushing, he's force pulling, he's force crushing, you know, mm-hmm. blocking fucking bolts behind his back. He's just, these things don't stand a fucking chance against him. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty badass. And, and I think just like um, the way they choreographed it and the way they shot it in, in, in a way that's like, Oh, that's totally Luke. Even though, you know, it's not, you know, Mark Hamill or, 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 um, you know, an actor that we've previously seen portray him. Yeah. He's hiding um, behind the hood the whole time. But which I think is yeah. bad. Like, I think it's cool because then you get like yeah. these really cool, like sort of silhouette shots. Like you can do really interesting visual things with it and you don't need to necessarily show him like, again, you know, it's, I think it was just really smartly shot. Um, yeah. really smartly I think choreographed. It, it just, it build the anticipation even more mm. because if you aren't fully paying attention, like I didn't, noticed the glove mm. until he got into the bridge right yeah so i just saw the green saber and i was yeah. like oh, like but who else could it yeah i mean green saber i guess but like is it gonna be i don't know and then you know so if you aren't you know as familiar with the lore of those details of what color his saber is or the glove mm-hmm. or anything yeah um, of his robot hands. having the hood up yeah like having the hood up uh, aside from obviously the practical <laughs> reasons why they did it, yeah. um, it just yeah, it was it was great storytelling and cutting between the like security footage oh, and, and Grogu. The reactions and yeah, like, like Grogu called him. him, yeah, he he, he like, knows who he is and he's like touching the screen <laughs> like oh Luke's here, yeah, yeah. It's so I cute. wonder. Oh my gosh, can we adorable. talk about that moment when? Mando yeah. took his helmet off and grew. Okay, so his that's face. that's the that's the moment where I was talking about where like for me like I actually got I mean the, the Mandalorian hasn't done anything close to me emotionally like that than that moment and it's just one of those things where I was just like oh my god like I might actually cry because the moment is just so beautiful <laughs> and like so innocent and so sweet and the idea of like giving Pedro like just a good scene where. He's just doing face acting and like we finally get to see the emotion. Like, I don't know. For me, it just created like so much more connection to these characters. Mm -hmm. And it's also kind of tragic in a way because it's like, no, like, don't let him go, dude. Like, we want to we want to see like more adventures with these two characters together, you know, and and, yeah, um, it actually kind of makes me a little bit worried that like we they're going to be shifting away from that. Um maybe more in future seasons. So, you know, we can def- definitely discuss that, but it was a yeah. beautiful moment. And that's what I was referencing to earlier at the end. And it's just like mm-hmm. that moment, like totally just made the episode for me. He like puts him down yeah. and yeah. then he hugs his leg. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was really cute. Uh, but yeah. Luke shows up. Uh, Giancarlo is so terrified of these stories. He's heard about Jedi that he tries to fucking kill himself. Yeah, he's like, see yeah. ya. <laughs> he fucking tries to off himself with the blaster, and they're it's, like, no, no, it's bro. It's so good. That's such a good moment <laughs> where like, it's like, ugh. Yeah. But that's just another, like, 
Yeah, that's a that's just like another testament to like the Luke we never got to see post Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi is like that name. You know, it's like hearing of a Jedi coming to the ship in this like in this like small scale Star Wars story. They've only heard who these people are, right? And he's that scared that he'd rather fucking yeah. kill himself than yeah. face Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Luke shows up. He's like, "Yo, I'm here to get the green kid." Um, <laughs> There's a nice conversation between him and Mando where he's like, he doesn't want to go. And he's like, no, no, no. He's asking you for permission to leave. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That's where I was like, oh man. He just had to, he just had to hit me with another gut punch there while you're at it, you know? <laughs> like, man. Yep. Um, yeah, no, and it was so good. And then, and then I think where it kind of like went off the rails a little bit for me is like, okay, now here's R2, you know? And it's like, all right, like, did we need, like, I get it, wherever R2 is, wherever Luke is, R2 is, like, I understand the need for that. It just felt like kind of an unnecessary moment where it's like, oh, R2 just kind of rolls into the thing and makes his cameo. No, 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 no. You have to assume that Grogu and R2-D2 know each other. That's true. Because Grogu is being trained on Coruscant Mm -hmm. when he, like, before Order 66, Ahsoka Mm -hmm. said that. Yeah. That's true. So that means that he would have been on Coruscant at roughly the same time as Anakin was, right? Which means that he would have known R2-D2 if he was in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. So I really Mm -hmm. think it was more of a, like, R2 coming in and being like, I know you. Oh, my God, we got... we. We found you. Yeah, totally. I just, I just didn't, didn't think it was necessary, and I think it kind of speaks to like my larger hesitations about what this implies, right? So, on a subjective level, like I was just going crazy over it. I loved every second of it. <laughs> on an objective sort of, um, or maybe I have that backwards. I don't know. No. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, or, yeah. Oh, on an objective level, it just really felt like okay. The best thing about The Mandalorian was the fact that it was, like, charting new territory, right? We were kind of expanding the universe, and we're, again, seeing characters that we never maybe hinted at or got a few minutes of in one of the movies or, you know, so on and so forth, the Clone Wars, whatever it may be. You know, it was expanding. And I just feel like the problem that this brings up is that, you know, by introducing Luke, by or reintroducing Luke during that time, by reintroducing Boba Fett, you know, a lot of Bo-Katan, um, Ahsoka, a lot of these characters, it feels like if they continue to go down that road, then you could run into the problem of like, it's just, it just all becomes fan service, right? I think there's like a healthy mix between new stories we're telling and fan service kind of stuff, which overall this season I think did a pretty good job with. But I worry that especially with all the uh, sort of upcoming content that we'll be getting to a little bit later that they're just sort of like pivoting and going down that road that it kind of feels a little bit like the force awake, what what the force awakens or rise of Skywalker tried to do in terms of not re well, in the case of force awakens rehashing certain moments, but, but in the rise of Skywalker, like trying to please the fans more than they are trying to tell just a really good story. Right. I think they're aware of that. I think they're aware of that. You know, it's like they could have had Luke come in the Tython episode Mm-hmm. And made it the Luke show, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the way that they only narrowed it down to that three minutes, and most of it was like on the screen footage. You know what I mean? It's like they yeah. really made it just a cameo mm-hmm. for the service of the story. Agreed. And they didn't really make it about him. Yeah. Um, if they had started making it about him, 
I I I would also be very very worried. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's like they. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is it felt a little Deus Ex Machina e. You know what I mean? It actually is very Deus Ex Machina, right? (laughs) It does feel very Deus Ex Machina kind of thing, but at the same time, I think they justified it in a certain way. But uh, Lauren, what were you gonna say? Um, no, I just I think (sighs) I understand your hesitation and your worry with it. Um, to me, it feels like they're just kind of right now at least and hopefully what i think they will continue to do is use some of the characters that we already know as a way to fill in this gap of time yeah and tie all the loose ends together so i think we'll still continue to get new characters new storylines oh yeah but you know we'll get these little bits Mm -hmm. tied in or yeah these little bits will pop up to tie them into the totally larger storyline between yeah. Jedi and uh Force Awakens and yeah. and all the other stuff that's coming I guess as well. Yeah, so I I think next season obviously will kind of be the telltale sign I think mm-hmm. of that but I mean thus far I think they've done a phenomenal job of of all of it. Yeah. So I have I have faith that um Favreau and Filoni. Filoni, thank you. My brain is is hitting ten yeah. o'clock yeah. at night. Um, <laughs> uh, I think they've done such a good job of like those tiny hidden Easter egg stuff, but also like new story, strong, like not just complete fan service twenty four seven. So yeah. I I have faith that they'll they'll keep it in check moving forward. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I mean, the the thing that that I found really interesting about this season finale is that it in a weird way, it kind of feels like a serious finale. Right. Like it yes. almost feels like mm-hmm. this, especially the second season, but the whole series has basically been created to serve as like kind of a backdoor pilot to all these different things. Right. You have the Ahsoka stuff, uh, Rangers of the New Republic, which, you know, we'll we'll talk about all that. But Point being is that you know, it, 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 obviously the post-credit scenes, which scene, which we'll discuss here in a moment too. But this idea that um, that they're sort of putting more of an emphasis on established characters, as opposed to like the Mandalorian, which is a new character, and, and Baby Yoda, Grogu, which is a new character, and then you populate that world with people that we've established or people that feel sort of similar to characters that we've established, but they're a yeah. new character, you know. So I just, you know, I get I think that's a slippery slope and I hope that they don't fully go down that road of just making it all about the fan service but that they cuz I mean the thing that's so exciting about Disney doing Star Wars is the idea that they could expand the universe, right? Yeah. When they first announced that Disney was taking over Star like that was the the most exciting thing, right? Is to see the stories that we never had a chance to see previously. Mm-hmm. And so well, that's I don't know. why I think it's exciting that we got a little bit of powerful Luke, you know, and it's oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand and, that like we got this sequel trilogy and it's divisive, you know, and like yeah. the, some people like the way they handled Luke. Some people do not. But like, yeah. there's a lot of story of Luke post Jedi that like, oh, yeah. we never got. Totally. And, and mm-hmm. last Jedi Luke is, is, is a completely different character uh, at a different point in his yeah. life than, than yeah. this character at this. I mean, we're talking 30 years, you know? Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. And 30 years can change a person a lot. You know what I mean? But we're not going to sit here and discuss last Jedi, but the thing I find really interesting, and this is kind of what worries me a little bit is that, 
if they can do Luke in a streaming series like this, that means that all bets are off for anything else, right? So who's oh, yeah. who's to say that like they can't do um you know, they're obviously making the Obi Wan show and they, they're gonna probably do a Vader cameo in that. You know what I mean? Yep. Like there 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 are certain things where it's like especially for a streaming show, like you hit that limit and then they're not willing to like really like with Marvel, right? Like they would never bring Iron Man like back into one of their Ooh, streaming series they? or for uh, for the most part, I don't see them bringing Spider-Man into a streaming series, right? Like that's right. like top tier yeah. shit that they're introducing to a streaming <laughs> show. So if they're willing to do that with Luke and the Mandalorian, like that tells me in the future that all bets are off and that that can be a good thing and a bad thing. I just found it really interesting that they went for broke and, you know, well, they've um, already said like WB, they're really going to start aiming towards streaming as a, as an entire, oh yeah, uh, yeah, you know, uh, what's what's like like, like business, business strategy model? Yeah, yeah. Model, well, yeah. that's that's so partly like, what Disney's doing too. So, no, that's what I'm saying is yeah. they're taking a yeah. page out of that book. So, like, mm-hmm. if they're not focusing on giant tentpole blockbusters anymore, then like they can use those big characters wherever the fuck they want because yeah. there is yeah. no right or wrong anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's but, a new era. Yeah, hang on a second. Oh, what happened? I hope everything's all right. I don't know. Marking the time. This book. Okay, this book. I understand that people are like tired of like the Skywalker bloodline. And I think that's probably just because the fucking sequel trilogy was not the best. But this book, okay, Heir to the Empire. Okay, it's the Thrawn trilogy. We heard Ahsoka say Thrawn in mm-hmm. the uh the uh the episode where she fights the magistrate and just Thrawn is such a fucking badass character he's in rebels you know it's like this is a character that has existed for a very long time i think he would he would have been a much better villain than fucking bringing the emperor back in the rise of skywalker (laughs) right but it's like this is set five years after return of the jedi and it's like what happens after the empire falls you know it's like Mm -hmm. that's that's such a compelling Mm -hmm. story yeah like I understand the skywalker fatigue but it's like if they had just done this instead of that you know what I yeah. mean? It's like there's just there's so much out there to do with Star Wars. Um, I'm just going fanboy right now. I yeah. lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, no, no. There's, there's, but there's uh, what you're saying is there's a lot of opportunity that is still unexplored, and and that's definitely something that I think um, will be really interesting with the next movie that we'll again discuss in a few minutes here uh the yeah. next theatrical movie that this theatrical star wars movie that's coming out um but yeah so let's jump into the the post credit scene because we're already mm-hmm. running a little long on this and then i might just pull an audible joel and jump straight into the disney investor meeting um because that's gonna take a minute but um what do you guys think of the post um post credit scene in this uh series finale the, season finale. the only post credit scene we've gotten um for mando so mm-hmm. far yeah. Um, I will say I'm going to tie it into what you said about this kind of felt like a series finale. Um, mm-hmm. And it did because the mission the entire time was uh, deliver this child back to its people. Um, and he did that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's curious to me that all these episodes have been titled chapters, right? It's chapter mm-hmm. 16, yeah. is the eighth episode of season two. Um, and then the post credit scene is... Uh, Fennec, is that her name, right? Yeah. She shows up to Jabba's palace, right? We see the twin sons, and then we see Jabba's mm-hmm. palace. Of course. She blasts, she like blasts her way in. 
and who's following closely behind her but Boba Fett. We've seen Boba in Jabba's Palace before. He's no Mm -hmm. stranger to this hive of scum and villainy, as you could say. (laughs) Um, And who's sitting on the throne of Jabba but a fat-ass Bib Fortuna? He's clearly uh, – he's, he's indulged he's, in the past five years. He's got the Mitch McConnell gullet going on, dude. Yeah, oh, it's real, it's real bad. Yeah. Real thick, um, let's put it that way. <laughs> Bib tries to give him some bullshit story. Oh, I heard you were dead. I don't uh, – yeah. I'm glad – I'm so glad you're alive. And <laughs> Disney gives no fucks as he just murders Bib in cold blood. Yeah. yeah, literally drags his dead body off of the throne and fucking takes a seat with Fennec grabbing a jug of what I can only assume is the strongest Tatooine liquor on the planet <laughs> and sits on the seat on the arm of the throne right next to him. Cut to Book of Boba Fett, December mm-hmm. 2021. So what do you guys think the yeah. impl- implication of that title is then? Because Lauren, you seemed, you said you were like kind of a little confused by it. Not the title. I just, I couldn't remember uh, Bib Fortuna. I couldn't remember who Got he was okay, when right. I was watching right. it. Okay, that's right. yeah, um, So, yeah. So, that, Boba killing him and taking the throne um, is is what I was confused on. But yeah, gotcha, with the gotcha. title announcement, um, I've, I mean, I think it could go one of two ways. It could be a new show that they didn't drop last week because this was coming this week um or it could be you know as you were saying you know this is in chapter so this next set for mando mm-hmm. will be so season featuring three boba yeah, yeah think- so that's the thing is we know that they've been shooting season three of mando yeah. so it is that with um with din moving forward or is that now boba taking over as the new mandalorian for the series i don't know yeah Yeah, i think it's just too curious that they call it the book book. when it's been in chapters the whole time and it's releasing the same month that Mando season three is supposed to be dropping there's no way they're gonna have two shows running side by side at the same time yeah i think it, it is a cool thing though because then that could open up, you know, we get a season or two of Boba and then it could open up for more Mandos that we, we know, or we don't know. Absolutely. You know, every couple, every couple of seasons, I think that's a, a pretty cool, yeah. um, business model for la- lack of a better term to keep the show fresh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, without totally. having to just do, you know, episode of the week stuff. Yeah. Um, which, which the show can sometimes fall into. Well, yeah, for sure. Which is Monster definitely, of the week, yeah. But yeah. oh, uh, help me do this thing, and I'll give you the thing you need to move yeah. on and onward in your quest. You know, it feels the very, very video game Mando side questy. Friends. Yeah, Mando, Mando and friends. It should have been called Mando making friends. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I don't disagree with you. My my take on the whole book of Boba Fett thing was like, it feels like okay, you know. Boba's been slighted by all these people now that they think he's dead. Like, he's basically trying to reclaim his glory in a certain respect. So what I took Mm -hmm. it as is like, oh, it's Boba Fett's little black book, right? And he's going to be crossing those names out of his ledger, right? So it's almost like him going on revenge for or reclaiming his former glory or whatever it may be. Something like that where he's a little more um, active. I mean, that's kind of the way I saw it as to whether it's 
Mando season three or its own show, mm-hmm. and maybe Mando season three actually comes the year after that, or maybe even in the spring or the summer after uh, next winter, I guess, if you will. That was very confusing. Um, but but point <laughs> being, that. yeah, time is irrelevant now. Time anyway, is irrelevant when we have ten different Star Wars shows coming. Um, <laughs> But point being is that I do think for me it feels like Mando definitely the end game of Mando at this point is like the reclamation of Mandalore, right? Like that kind of seems like what more than anything what this was setting up. Whether this happens in this show or a different show is up for debate, but that kind of yeah, seems it like that's in the, the Rangers show. Exactly. So there's a lot that you can do with their, uh, you know, a lot of wiggle room there in which they can take different, you know, um, pathways to that sort of end game. Yeah. Hear me out. Yep. Um, one of the best EU books, aside from the one that I am showing you right now, which is Heir to the Empire, yeah. is a book called <laughs> Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 an anthology of short stories about all of the bounty hunters we see um, mm-hmm. aboard the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, fucking IG-88, which we already saw. Mm-hmm. Bosk. Come on, Bosk. Who wants yeah. the fucking lizard man? Yeah. And... <laughs> and b- b- Boba Fett himself. So yeah. I really think like the book of Boba could be this tales of the bounty hunters extravaganza Dude. of like all these people we love that we've never gotten to see for more than mm-hmm. a short second, which yeah. is what Boba Fett was before he got redeemed in this show. Yeah. All these other bounty hunters are just like people we saw in a movie once. Yeah. And they've yeah. obviously got stories about them that we totally love and to know. And it would be really cool almost if it's like a story story like a fairy tale or storybook kind of thing where it's like maybe he's recollecting re- recollecting or reminiscing yeah. on these stories <laughs> and they're from like his earlier days, you know. Maybe yeah. you could tell Boba Fett's orange origin story or not his origin story but how he went from when we see him in episode two, I believe it is to like yeah, when he saw his we... dad get beheaded. Yeah, I mean, you could fill mm-hmm. in that gap to a certain respect. Like, how does he yeah. become Boba Fett? You know what I mean, as opposed to the child Boba Fett. So for sure, there's something there. There's a lot of potential in there. Um, it'll it's be got really a lot of potential, interesting. I think to be darker as well. If he's mm-hmm. taking the mm-hmm. throne of Jabba, yeah. he's essentially the king of the underworld. Um, and so, you know, that's I think that plays into a much darker story than like yeah. the Mandalorian has in the past two seasons. Dude, what I well, want to see. Like... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Learn. No, I was just going to say, I feel like that would make sense with like, I feel like they kind of were hinting at that with like the Robert Rodriguez episode and yeah. the violence in that episode. And then the finale, like we were saying, Mando, um, you know, getting his face smashed a bajillion times over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they go even darker now that they've mm. kind of sprinkled it in for this season. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, I was just going to say that the show I want to see, the Boba Fett show, is where he just, like, stays in Jabba's palace and, like, starts brewing blue milk or some shit like that. And, like, just starts, like, a <laughs> distillery, you know, Tatooine distillery. And it's just about oh, yeah. his adventures in brewing or something weird like that. Like, I would love every to ep- see... A weird Star Wars. Like, it doesn't even have to be Boba. It could just be any, like, random character. But something like that would be fun. The history of jizz music, obviously. Dude, exactly. Jizz wailing. No, like jizz I told wailing. You, like I told you, dude, I still want to see that Tales of the Cantina, man. And we can learn yep. the origins of jizz. Yeah. It'll be great. Um, before we move on, I see no... So, Din promised Grogu, I will see you again. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an Ahsoka show coming up which we'll talk about 
she knows Anakin. Sorry, knew Anakin. So there's a some tangential knowledge of Luke Skywalker. Odds that we see Luke again in another cameo. I would say very slim. Uh, yeah. For at least for the foreseeable future, I, they're probably gonna. What I would imagine is all these shows are going to establish all these characters much like the MCU did. And then eventually they're going to bring them all together for some sort of super series or super, maybe even exactly, maybe even end up being a movie. You know what I mean? Who knows? But um, I see that as an opportunity for them to bring Luke back. But other than that, I think they're, they're probably not going to, they're going to use him sparingly, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. I don't, uh, especially cause I don't think the technology is quite there enough either. So unless they recast him to use him more often, um, which I think they I totally could, they totally could, but I don't know that they would. Yeah, I at least they, not at this stage. I think they learned their um, lesson with Solo, trying to recast an iconic character like that with an actor who's still alive. You know. Yeah, but yeah. have you seen Sebastian Stan? In those That's fucking... what my friend said today. Have you not seen these? <laughs> there are images of Sebastian Stan that they've like photoshopped to be in like Luke's yeah. black mm-hmm. suit. Dude, spitting fucking image. Yeah. And my only theory yeah. of why they didn't cast anybody this time around was for spoiler reasons. You know, like casting yeah. news is always so yeah. not secret that I feel like, you know, like I don't know if they're against recasting. I just feel like maybe they didn't because like yeah. it would have ruined the whole fucking surprise. Well, that, and they don't need to cast someone if it's just a one-off thing for now. You know, it's yeah. like, there's right. no reason yeah, to yeah. cast someone for a three-minute thing when you could be creative like I they mean, did. I mean, it could have looked better, though. It didn't look great. <laughs> I would say also that his voice sounded a little bit off, too, and I think that was it a did. big, yeah. like, uh, like it didn't it didn't completely kill the moment for me, but I was like, ooh, like, they clearly didn't get Mark Hamill back for this. No, they did. Oh, they did? Well, that's yeah. weird. Maybe it's because he's older or something. Then I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe so. because it's on a television budget. But you know, it's like you can all you can. Uh, only do I mean, so much. dude, they spent a lot of money making this episode. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, they spent you know a lot. Of you money. have to make to make it look good. <laughs> they probably would have had to spend way more. <laughs> yeah, but it's all I about forgive, time, you know. I forgive it all for the prior three minutes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, he could have looked like a potato and I would have been like, that's just what Luke looks like. What are yeah, you talking about? Right. Um, I don't I don't see anything wrong with it. He's potato Luke. That should that could be like a Funko Pop. Um, yeah. What do you mean? He's always looked like that. It's yeah. Mr. Potato Head as Luke yeah. Skywalker. Oh, that would be great. Um, they should do a Disney Plus series for that, where it's yeah. just a one-off Mr. Potato Head impersonates all famous oh Disney, God. other oh famous gosh. Disney superheroes. <laughs> I would um, love that. It would be amazing. Like Forky ask a, ask a question, but with Mr. Yeah. Um uh, I okay. love the idea of doing like this MCU style thing where they tie all these shows together, but only if the ending is uh, Luke fighting Thrawn. That's that's all. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I feel like this isn't the end we're going to see of Din for no. sure. No. So oh, I, no, no, no. you know, I, I think that there's every possibility that things will culminate at some point yeah and the and the question for him really is like will will he remake like remain the main character right or is he going to become more of a supporting character in other shows or even mando you know for instance Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know but i mean well because now he has the freaking darksaber too so that storyline is not wrapped up like grogu's wrapped up but we have open ends still so that's why i don't think it's a 
complete series finale. Oh no, no, he no! He does but, have so. the claim to rule Mandalore. Yeah, right. and and like for instance, could you continue that story in Rangers of the New Republic? You know what I mean? That's my question. Like, will will that story continue in continue other series, yeah, or will it be still focused on you know the Mando brand? I guess if you will at mm-hmm. this point. Well, let's move on to these new series. Why yeah. don't we? Yeah, we should. We should. Um, um, the episode was fifteen thousand out of ten for me. Fifteen thousand <laughs> out of ten. It was two days of of constant boners happening. Yes. If, you're, if your erection lasts more than two days, just rewatch Star Wars. Um, then okay. But then it'll last longer. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's part of the joke, Joel. Are you um, trying? Are you are you trying to kill me? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So obviously, the Disney investor meeting happened last week. A lot of news. A lot of content reveals. Um, it was basically. It felt to a certain respect like Comic Con. Like a better DC um, fandom. Fa- no, it felt like Comic-Con, <laughs> fandom, like all these events that normally happen throughout the year, like all just thrown into one Disney super event, mm-hmm. you know? So it felt very big and very um, important in terms of, okay, this is what we're going to be seeing from them for the next couple years, basically. And the first big takeaway was the fact that uh, Disney has basically like restructured the- their business to focus more on streaming with theatrical and you know television and other ancillary markets being after that. Um, and the, one of the biggest changes they made was that they have a whole division now that decides where content's going to go, right? So the they'll come to them with like a Falcon and the Winter Soldier or uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and they're going to say, okay, this is going to streaming, this is going theatrical, you know, and they basically make those decisions because they're multiple like revenue outlets i guess if you will now um so there's that um disney plus also like they said they have like 86.8 million subscribers so far which is kind of blowing hbo max out of the water and i think that's part of the reason (laughs) why they're trying to catch up um yeah i mean it's not like there's actually way more than that who watch it because there's no way that people would share accounts that's Exactly. Um, There's no no way. Yeah. So from there, they they announced that, um, like we hinted at, there's going to be 10 different Star Wars series coming in the the next two years. There's also going to be 10 Marvel series in the next two years. And we're getting 15 different Pixar series all coming to Disney Plus in the next two to three years. This shit wasn't even hinted at, bro. Yeah. Like, they just dropped this just right off the it. bat they're like oh by the way we'll we'll get into this later but by the way there's going to be all this this and this <laughs> shows we had never even heard of yeah 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 it's insane look if you guys want to talk about like the uh like the original series and the pixar stuff we can if you want to but like i would like to at least touch on some of it because there is some some interesting stuff in there um like like lightyear for instance which i would love to hear thoughts on. like that's gonna be really weird but before we get there they did also (laughs) announce that um disney plus is expanding um in terms of the content (laughs) library and all these things and they're adding a new so they have like hubs on disney plus like i'm sure you guys are aware of this but our listeners they have certain hubs and then um, you know, the Pixar, Marvel, um, you know, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Muppets. They're, exactly. They're now ans- uh, adding a new section called Star, which I don't know why they just didn't give it like a... It's such a bad it's name. A weird, it's a weird name, but I will say that internationally, some Disney... Disney Plus is called 
star plus, I guess, in certain territories. So they're bit, oh, uh, yeah, like in, I think it's in India that it's called star plus or something like that. I don't know. So this is more folding the international aspect of it into it. But basically what's really cool is Star is going to be the hub where all the adult theme content goes, right? So your diehards. The porn. um, Born. Well, actually, I said porn. Oh, porn. I thought you said porn. I was like, wait, I think that's a, I think that's a, we're universal. Um, but, you know, Kingsman, yes, basically all the Fox titles, right? Um, I think that's probably where like New Mutants and things like that will end up going to yeah. eventually. So it's really interesting that they're, that they're expanding in terms of, okay, the Disney Plus is, you know, obviously focused on the families. Avatars. And, and so mm-hmm. now they're really trying to say, okay, here's another, just another thing, which is actually a really big thing. I mean, there's, it's, it's, it's going to add a lot of shit to the. To well, the yeah, service, we all kind of. So. I think on, in, I think on another episode, we kind of hypothesized that like all that shit was just going to disappear. Yeah, or that it would go to Hulu, which I was, yeah, was H- predicting. Hulu would make would have made sense. But too. here's yeah. but here's the thing: is they also said that like Fox Searchlight and the indie kind of stuff is going to go to Hulu now. So it's like they're kind of spreading the wealth a little bit in terms of where they're putting content. Huh, and that's unlike them. Yeah, I mean, I just wonder. Then where's all that stuff going to go internationally is my question. What do you mean? like? Wouldn't you like to know? Wait, what do you mean? I would like to know. <laughs> like just uh, all if, the... it's going, if all that stuff is going, like Fox, Fox Searchlight mm-hmm. and stuff, if that's going to Hulu and not Disney Plus, like internationally, like where is that going to uh, go? Well, sometimes they have different you deals, know? right? So like sometimes it'll be on one service in the US but internationally in different territories they'll strike deals with other companies to be on on have it on a certain service. So I think it's going to be based mm-hmm. on territory, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um but I mean that's at least for uh domestic, I believe is what they were mostly referencing at that point. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, they they um let's see here. So oh yeah, so then of course um after all the um, the business end of things wrapped up. They started with Star Wars, which was kind of surprising. I expected them to save that for yeah. the end. And the first um, big piece of yeah, news, which, a lot of shit which we definitely want to talk about, <laughs> is that uh, Hayden Christensen is no, returning. Nah, you're gonna start with that. Well, that's Come the on. first thing. That's the first thing I have in my notes. That's what they. Oh, we th- can't go. B- Come well, on. They, they confirmed that the Obi Wan <laughs> series is happening, and that. Um, mm-hmm. And that that Hayden is returning. Um, yeah. yeah, huge, huge news. I mean, very, very big. I mean, this is something people have been clamoring for for, I mean, at least ten a years now. You know, there's, there's <laughs> whenever Revenge of the Sith came out. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole there's a whole sect of 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 people in the Star Wars community who like absolutely love Hayden Christensen and his performance as Anakin and like the the whole character. I mean, me, I'm not so hot on it. I know a lot of it is due to like the writing and stuff, and that like I'm sure George Lucas probably intention, yeah, or like <laughs> the sand, it's so coarse and and blah blah blah. Like that's what I think about, you know. And it's like <laughs> turned her against me. Yeah, I feel like part of George Lucas's direction to Hayden was like, okay, we're gonna make something like really basic and like don't go like the the emotional depth, you know, like don't even explore any of that stuff. It's all just surface level. Um, well, but- I wonder if they were like. Here's the kid playing young Anakin. Just be him, but older. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and as we know, Jake Lloyd, you know, uh, his performance in that movie is great guy. Is, is not the not the best. <laughs> Although I feel really bad for the guy. Like he's been made fun of and tormented. Yeah. Like his whole life has been ruined because of episode yeah. one. And that kind of sucks, you know? 
Um, yeah. Maybe he should have done better. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> um, but point Kidding. being is, I think that this this really offers Hayden an opportunity to like redeem himself, you know, in yeah. terms yeah. of that's, in yeah. terms of that. So that's that that's for say. me is what what is what is most exciting. I mean, the question now is like, are we actually going to see him in full Vader gear, like going ham, like we do in Rogue One, for instance, or something like that, or mm-hmm. is it mostly going to be flashbacks? Um, maybe it's that's going to be hard because you can't de-age them a lot in terms of having a ton of flashbacks, but could we see, you know, maybe a little bit more about um, his time with Obi-Wan, like while they were training together and, and things like this. So that's kind of the two options I see as far as how they could um, incorporate him into the Obi-Wan series. So I know a lot of people have kind of lost faith in Disney star Wars, at least a little bit after Rise of the Skywalker and stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. but with the Mandalorian, and I think like the point I was making about like them doing like, well, this makes sense for the timeline, right? It's like instead of like creating like all this uh, like new shit um, that could go wrong, you know, or good, instead of like gambling, what's the Occam's razor of the story? Mm-hmm. And that would be if it's set a certain amount of time after Revenge of the Sith with obi-wan the occam's razor story is that anakin is out there becoming darth vader killing people Mm. and obi-wan has to either like deal with it or you know like solve the problem um obviously i think there will be other things for him to do because he's got a baby luke on his hands you know he's like on tatooine and all that stuff Mm. um but i think there may be some flashbacks but i think a large part of it will be that Anakin is out there yeah. and he's a murderous fucking monster. Yeah. And he has to kind of reckon with that totally. Um, yeah. So it's good. I mean, like Lauren, I don't know if you have any predictions or thoughts uh, on this before we move on. Um, no, I, I, I agree with Joel. I think it's, I honestly don't know how much we'll even see of Hayden. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it might just be kind of a culminating like a finale moment, sort of like Luke was for Mando. Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a super large part of the show, but I, I'm excited that, like you said, he, he gets this like redemption, hopefully. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know uh, that they didn't have all these planned when they wrote the OG trilogy, mm-hmm. obviously, right? But there are limitations and things they are kind of bound to when they do create new content with established characters mm-hmm. in a new hope or return of the Jedi in return of the Jedi. Um, Vader tells Luke, Obi-Wan once thought as you did telling him that mm-hmm. he could turn him good. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we, we don't see that in revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith. He yeah. has no, I'm going to turn you good. He's just like, you're fucking evil. You kill yeah. kids. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a, they are kind of bound to that line mm-hmm. that yeah. Obi-Wan once thought as you did. Yeah. They're going to have to show that. Obi-Wan yeah. thinking that he can turn Anakin good again. Yeah. Even though he's yeah. pure evil. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's definitely like definitely um, a good probability at this point. Mm-hmm. I just want to see lightsaber fights. Yeah. 
a plenty. Definitely. So something. I'm sure we will. Right. Something that I kind of skipped over a little bit before we got to the Star Wars stuff. Just real quick, uh, four more seasons of It's All Sunny. That's going to bring it up to like 18 or some shit like oh that. Oh my gosh. Crazy. <laughs> why, why The Last Man is finally getting made as a TV series, which I know you're pumped about, Joel. Um, it's been in development for like 100 it's years. It's literally, it was supposed to be a TV show and then a movie and then all these direct, like Dan Trachtenberg was attached at one point. Yeah. So. Um, and then the biggest piece of news, an alien TV series is coming to Hulu yeah. with Noah Hawley show running and Ridley Scott involved. And it's going to be set on Earth and it's going to be really great. Um, That's crazy. So sorry. I just wanted to, to name check those real quick. Because, yeah. And uh, FX <laughs> is making great fucking content, man. So yeah. those two yeah. shows. Yeah. I mean, they've really I, been on a roll. Yo, yeah. we might get activations for those at Comic-Con. Hey. An aliens activation. Yep. That's going to be Comic-Con, awesome, right? Or- yeah, what's what is Comic Con in, in twenty twenty five? Yeah, what what do you mean? So, um, so yeah, jumping back to the Star Wars stuff. After that, they confirmed that uh, the Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka crossover series are coming in twenty twenty one, and then they also confirmed the Cassian Andor series, which we've been hearing about for a while, and that is coming in twenty twenty two. Break these down before we yeah. just announce all no, of definitely. them. Um, my problem with the Rangers show is that I think it's going to be based on. Cara Dune, Cara Dune, Cara Dune. It is. Cara Dune. Yeah. Say it. Yeah. it is. And Gina Carano is a problematic Not voice in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yes. So the fact that she got her own show, people were calling for her not to be in the Mando anymore, and Disney said, "What? What was that? Give her her own show?" Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to remember that this this has probably been in the works for a while. Like for I would while, say at yeah. least a year, maybe even more, because the thing is, is by the time a show is announced like this, usually they have a writer's room set up and most of the scripts are already written. Oh, for sure. Um, so that tells me that, you know, they've been working on it for a while, obviously. But I actually saw a funny, uh, a funny thing and someone made an image and they're all, oh, Gina Carano's tweets the series, yeah. um, like a Star Wars oh, thing. And no. I thought it was like, oh, man, that's kind of a burn. But um, yeah, no, I think this could definitely be a Bo-Katan, though, too, could, oh. could be a, a thing on this. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, think it's the I, I honestly don't see them making Cara Dune a main character. I think she's definitely more interesting as a supporting character anyways, like aside from all I, the she, Gina Carano. She's not going to be able stuff. to hold a show. Exactly. No, I don't think she ever could. And and so I see this being more of a Bo-Katan show than anything else. Um and yeah, it's I an mean, odd name if it's going to be a Bo-Katan show. That's true. That's true. I can, well, let's say I'm not I don't know if it's going to be a show specifically about her like the Ahsoka one is. But yeah. she, I see her definitely having an involvement in this series. You know, um, well, I agree fairly with that. prominent. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Ahsoka show is, I think, at, I'm looking at this list. Uh, yeah. It's one of the most exciting things, I guess, aside from, well, the Obi Wan is a movie. So from the shows, I think Ahsoka is kind of the most exciting one, especially how we left her off in the Mandalorian. Wait. Obi-Wan is a movie? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm it's a sorry. Series. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a limited not... series, though, right? Yes, 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 okay. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, that changed? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm remembering a time when the Obi-Wan movie was announced. Um, yeah, right. A, th- a thousand fucking years ago. Um, but the Ahsoka show, we heard her asking the magistrate where Thrawn was. Mm-hmm. And so you'd have to imagine that this is... Her, so I'm sure neither of you have watched Star Wars Rebels. No, um, no, I've been meaning no. to. I know I need to check it out. I assume so. In Mando, she's asking where Thrawn is. Um, I'm assuming the show is going to be her 
seeking Grand Admiral Thrawn. I feel like that's yeah the most obvious sense. plot line because she said those words in yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, that seems pretty yeah. pretty straightforward to me, definitely. Um, yeah, and then like I mentioned, we have the Cassian Andor series, which is confirmed for 2022, which is the following year. Um, and they did show a sizzle for that, which is cool. They showed a lot of the pre- the pre-production that's going on, a lot of the prep in mm-hmm. London. Tony Gilroy is still show running, I believe, and wrote all of the episodes, or at least most of them, which is really good because, you know, obviously he's the guy who came and basically saved the third act of uh, of Rogue One. So. Mm. Um, he's the guy who they got to. They, I think he made five million dollars to to come in and just fucking rewrite the third act. Saved. But, oh wow. I mean, apparently, according to according to insiders, the third act was in deep, deep trouble. Um, so I mean, I mean, hey, if he's the one that introduced Vader into the movie, then yeah, he saved it. I mean, maybe he, he might have. <laughs> you never know. I, I doubt that. Yeah. But, um, point being is that uh, yeah, they said that they're about uh, only a couple weeks away from filming this. So this is going to go in front of cameras sooner rather than later, which is exciting because, you know, I think Cassian's story is like definitely one of the more interesting ones in terms of seeing the Imperial side of things and sort of seeing like how he came to be and all of the struggles that he'd been through and like kind of all those things that they hinted at um, in Rogue One. Like there's just a lot of a lot of history there and it's going to be very interesting. Um, yeah, they're they... pretty close to the Obi-Wan thing as well. I have exactly. a friend who's uh, working on building uh like they're they're calling it the cube um kind of like a lighting box Mm. um so obi-wan seems to be getting pretty close to shooting too if they're already building sets and whatnot for it yeah Mm -hmm. totally yep so um yeah and then uh so they also um confirmed that the Cassian series is actually going to be 12 episodes. So that's a little Ooh, bit of a, a bump up. I know from yeah. the Mandalorian, which kind of makes me think it's going to be a limited series. Like the Obi-Wan one, like just kind of a one-off telling his story, I think which it is. I am totally fine with. Like, I think that's really all you, like you don't need to beat a, a, a dead horse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but we uh, like beating dead horses. <laughs> oh no, actually they, they did say that filming started two, two weeks ago. Um, oh, when, when I when I when of as of the pre- presentation, so yeah, they're already filming it. Mm. Um, Makes and, sense. And then that's when they brought out the more details about the Obi Wan series, and um, basically said that it takes place ten years after Episode Three. Um, so that's you know another Ooh, little. So bit Anakin's of already like Vader, Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Vader. Yep. He's like Vader, Vader, like Full rampage Vader. psychopath Vader. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go fuck some shit up. He's not like dabbling in Vader. He's like professional. Yeah. Yes. And then well, they Oh, go ahead, Lauren. I I was going to say that I mean, I don't know, maybe then he will be more prominent in it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And then they also confirmed that Deborah Chow is going to direct that entire series which she did some of the best nice. episodes in That's in Rando season 1. So. Yeah. Um Beyond that, uh, they said, uh, let's see. Yeah, beyond that. There's a Lando series. There's a Lando series. And then they also, something that's really interesting, they they, they announced a show called Star Wars Visions, which is basically Mm -hmm. a series of short films by Japanese animators. So it's going to be a completely different um, take and aesthetic on the Star Wars universe, which I think is going to be pretty cool. cool. Yeah, the Lando series is really interesting. Justin Simeon... They didn't really announce anything else about it. Like no. It, but is it's it Donald Glover is the question. Yeah, they didn't so, say if Donald was coming back. So what I heard someone pitch on the internet, which is the, totally the show that I hope this is and I want to see, is um, 
basically it's like Lando recounting his old tales. And then what we see uh. is we see Billy D. Williams telling the story, and then we see <laughs> Donald Glover Donald, in the flashbacks. Yeah. And I was like, That'd ooh, that would be amazing, you know? Yeah. Um, so I hope it's something like that. Uh, He's Justin, like at, a can- at the cantina, just like. <laughs> just chilling. I mean, dude, shit, I, I, would, I, would, I would love to see like an episode where we just learn about like why Lando became a cape guy and like learn more about the cape closet, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. Like uh, the, just little things like that would be amazing. Like I'm not even kidding, you know, like I just that kind of stuff like really excites me. Um, the thing about all these new shows is like. They could really tie it into everything, you know, mm-hmm. like he had Vader on Cloud City, you know, like yeah. you could tie it somehow into that. Yeah. He obviously knows Han and Bounty Hunters. You could tie mm-hmm. it into the Book of Boba. Yeah, you know, it's like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, they they did say that Justin Simeon is de- developing the series, which is he's the guy who did Dear White People um, and most recently mm. that, that movie nice. Bad Hair on um, on Hulu. Uh, but the thing is, is they didn't mention whether it was animated or live action. I'm hoping it's live action, but it could have Ooh. the potential to be either. So that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. Then we went to probably the one I'm the most excited about, which is uh, The Acolyte. And this is basically yeah. a series that's going to be I set in the High so Republic pumped. era, which basically means it's a show about the Sith. Um, yeah. And like, I think that excites all of us. So They called it a mystery <laughs> thriller? Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. ah, that's exciting! Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and yeah, and High just, Republic, if I'm not mistaken, is like a thousand years before mm, the New Republic, that, something like, like that. Yeah, that's. I mean, fucking fact check me if I'm wrong, please. I mean, but it's I'm like, not a... uh, right? But just like we, oh my god, I don't want to sound too like. Fuck it! I I'm so excited to learn about the Sith. It's like. You know, it's like the Knights of the Old Republic was such a good game because you could choose to be like good or bad, and you you know, mm-hmm. and you learned all about like Darth Revan and like I just find so much of like ancient Sith lore like mm-hmm. just so fascinating, yeah. and we don't know a whole lot about it. Is that the yeah? Is that the era, the the time period with Darth Plagueis and all that stuff too, or is that before that? It's way before that. Okay, that's what Darth Plagueis yeah. was uh, the Emperor's master. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. he's mm-hmm. not. So he's not like. Okay, yeah, that's okay. That's what I thought. I, I couldn't remember, but yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, yeah, and then um, I mean, obviously, really exciting. I can't wait to learn more about that series. Um, after that, they jump to some of the Lucasfilm stuff, which I don't want to go too in depth. And uh, but they are um, they officially announced the. I think it's a series, but a new Willow um, series or movie. That's whoa, whoa, we had more Star mm-hmm. Wars stuff, homie. Uh, I think that's it. That's all I have. Uh, on, no, on my no, notes. A, what else was no. There? A, a droid story, homie. Oh, a droid story. Yeah, that yeah. was an animated thing. I don't know how I didn't take that take that note down. The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. That's right. That's yeah, right. They did a show very, a trailer for that too. Yeah, um, which was a very popular part of the last season of Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, which I haven't finished yet. Um, <laughs> but I'm getting there. Yeah. The Bad Batch seems cool. <laughs> and then Taylor Rogue Squadron. Oh, I was gonna get to that. Yeah. That's, no, there's there's. I was gonna get to that, but they announced all. They, oh, you were you were because they were the going. Stuff. They were doing the TV, and then they would announce all the movie stuff. Um, oh, well, I'm just talking about Star Wars. Yeah, right now. no, I know. So they they but so just real quick, they um, confirmed that Indy Five uh, is gonna shoot next year and release in 2022. That's James Mangold directing, which is really exciting. Got mm-hmm. the John Chu directed uh, pilot for the Willow series coming. 
And then they also confirmed that Taika is right in the middle of writing his Star Wars movie. So that's uh, an yeah. official confirmation. They didn't give a title or really hint at what it's going to be, but what it is, I yeah. definitely think it's going to be something unique and original and something we've definitely never seen wacky. before. It's going to be yeah. wacky. It's going to be wacky. And then... Tales from the Cantina. I, I mean, <laughs> would that not be an amazing Taika show? Like, oh just, him, just him going back to the Cantina and just you know going ham with all the effects and animatronics and stuff would be oh. amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, so... Uh, Rogue Squadron is the final thing they announced, which is um, a, a movie. Sorry. That's... Go ahead. Sorry. Before you get into that, yeah. I have a title for the Taika Cantina oh, show. Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. What we do in the cantina. <laughs> for that's the win. I love it. Um, You're welcome. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> what we do in the can- No, it's perfectly. I, I'm glad you, <laughs> glad you mentioned it. Um, yeah. So Rogue Squadron is going to be directed by Patty Jenkins. So yeah. not only are we going Huge back news. to original trilogy area uh, of the timeline for this, most likely, mm-hmm. whether it's post Jedi or in between, um, you know, for instance, in between uh, Star Wars and Empire, like there's a lot of potential things you can do that's probably going to be end up being post Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that we're having a female directed Star Wars, I mean, it's huge news. And it's obviously going to open the floodgates um, for many female directors to come in after that and tell their personal stories too. So just really exciting. And I mean, I don't know if you, uh, Lauren, did you have a chance to check out the video that they released for it or no? Um, I think I saw part of it the other yeah. day. Did you see it? Joel? She's, she's roller skating. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's incredible. And she, she just talks about the genesis of the story and how it's a very personal story to her. And then at the end, She's it's like so changing cool. and then you just see her pull the flight suit up and she puts a, a helmet on and then just walks and, away and, and it's there's like, like titles. An X-wing. Yeah, yeah it's and cool. it's it's just so cool like the way it's they announced rad. it. Um just makes me very excited. So again, we don't quite know what That's this awesome. movie's gonna be yet, but it is going to be basically like a, a like an X Wing movie, which is awesome. Well, yeah, the Rogue cool. Squadron in the original trilogy, you know, some of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet, Wedge Antilles yeah. and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like if Wedge isn't in that series, I'm you know I'll fucking burn the country down. You know, it's yeah. Like, I, I, it's I, obviously, I, it's I, obviously like a Wedge film. Is I mean, you know? I, mean I don't know, like because there's that whole there's the whole um, I don't know if you remember playing the Rogue Squadron video game when you were younger, mm-hmm. younger Joel for N64. Like that game that, is yeah. all post um, post Jedi, and it's all about Luke basically going around building his band of of. of so you're saying of, Luke's gonna be in it? it I think I think that. <laughs> I mean, it really is, though. Just they just happen to be in X-Wings. And um, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Uh, and th- that that whole series is about him going up and basically like trying to clean up like um, the Empire after uh, Jedi. So yeah. like, hunt, again, hunt down. there's a lot a lot of possibilities. Honestly, when they announced this, I was like, oh, this is where they're going to make the Luke cameo. That's the first thing I thought of. And then That'd obviously cool. Mando happened. And I was like, well, maybe not now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, again, I think that's one of those spots where they could put Luke in there and it would feel sort mm-hmm. of a little bit more natural, um, and yeah. not just, you know, shoving him in there just to put him in a movie. So, um, um and- I fact checked myself. The high Republic is 300 years before. Ooh. Uh, so, you know, not quite a thousand, but yeah, it's still a decent still, amount of time. Still, still <laughs> a good amount of time. Really long beforehand. <laughs> yeah no in my notes right here and i and and because we were talking about uh rogue squadron i was like so there's a good possibility luke could make a cameo a la vader at the end of rogue one <laughs> uh except it was the wrong thing 
um, yeah, so that was pretty much um, pretty much everything they announced, and they obviously like put up a big uh, a big banner with all the new title treatments and stuff like that on it. Um, Children of Blood and Bone. I'm not sure what that is. I don't remember if that's. I think that's a Star Wars thing. That's another one that they have up there. So, moving on from that, there was a lot of like Disney proper and Disney animation and um, uh, Pixar stuff. Um, mm-hmm. One of the ones I wanted to call out, which I thought was hilarious, is uh, a big shot, a new series about high school basketball with. John Stamos in the lead. Oh, That's yeah. going to be a hit for Disney Plus. Oh, no, it's it looks it looks not the great, not the greatest. <laughs> um, they confirmed the Beauty and the Beast prequel with Luke Evans mm-hmm. and Josh Gad coming back. So I know Lauren, that's probably pretty exciting to you. I I actually haven't seen the live action Beauty and oh, the really? Beast, um, but I know that has been stereotype Taylor. I mean, I just assumed that she had seen it. <laughs> no, She's a, like the biggest Disney nerd I know. <laughs> It's a valid um, thing. Uh, the live actions just haven't really called to me very much. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but that has been a rumor for quite some time now. Exactly. That yeah. That so, spinoff was coming, so yeah. that doesn't surprise me. Exactly. So that was more of a confirmation. Um, they did announce a Percy Jackson reboot, which could be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Hocus Pocus two obviously confirmed, and then they have a three men and a baby <laughs> reboot with uh, Zach Efron, Zac which, Efron. Zac Efron. <laughs> which we which we heard about, I believe, earlier this year. But that's um, that's uh, I would I well. gotta say highly excited about it if it wasn't Zach Efron. Yeah. It might be kind of uh, good. You know what? Like I, so I love that movie growing up. Like we, ha- I think I still have it on VHS. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think with the way his films have been the last few years, the comedies, that, like the the more adult comedies that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I know obviously it probably won't be quite an adult comedy, but like, I think, I think it could be really good with him in it. Yeah. I'm more hesitant about Hocus Pocus 2, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, they have an Ice Age spinoff with Simon Pegg coming. A Night at the Museum is getting a reboot, but this time it's animated, and I really love those movies, so I think that's kind of Yeah, fun. me too. Definitely a lot of reboots. Um, the Lion King sequel that we heard about Barry Jenkins um, directing is mm-hmm. actually a prequel. Um, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, it's Musafa origin story. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> Also, we learned that Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to be compo- composing a shit ton of music for Disney, yeah. which one of the real ones really exciting to me is he's actually working on um, uh, on Little Mermaid um, live action one with Mencken. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have the classic mm-hmm. songs, but Miranda is going to come and help make some modern songs, too. Which Also, is- David Diggs is going to be in that movie. Is he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. He, it wasn't announced at Investor's Day, but he was like, I could talk about it now. Who's he playing? Prince Eric, I believe. Really? No, he's not playing Prince Eric. Uh, Copy Sebastian. Sorry. No. The, oh, I, I would. I I'm just going to start naming characters. <laughs> I was actually going to guess Sebastian. Like, he would actually be pretty um, good casting for that. I don't think he is. Hold on. I don't. I, I'm looking it up right now because I yeah, don't remember. No worries. So what, what, um, but I know he's not Eric. He yeah. plays um, somebody. So uh, He does play somebody. <laughs> he plays someone. Um. Um, yeah, so uh, keep going. Keep yeah, going. sorry, I was just gonna just cut me off whenever you find it. Um, so we also learned that there's a chicken. Oh, I guess Sebastian. Ha! Oh, all right. So that's why that's a great He's casting. In, in talks to play Sebastian. My nice. second. Well, guess. actually, hold on. No, 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 he posted. 
No, no, that was he from posted last year. on his official Instagram that he's playing the character. Yeah. Nice. Um, that's All exciting, right. actually. That makes me very excited. So beyond that, we learned there's a Chip and, Je- a Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is getting an animated <laughs> reboot with Seth Rogen attached, which I think is actually perfect. I think it was... And John Mulaney. And John Mulaney. John Mulaney and, and, um, and, and Andy Samberg. Yeah, lo- yep, exactly. As Chip and Dale. Yep. Um, I'm very excited. I, I loved know. that show as a kid, and I love Samberg, and I yeah. like Mulaney. So mm-hmm. I'm... Yep. Um, we also got confirmation of the live-action Pinocchio with Zemeckis and Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks playing Geppetto. Um, that's also been rumored the, for a yeah, while. Yeah, exactly. Peter Pan and Wendy is a new series coming. That's coming, and Jude Law is going to play friggin' Captain mm-hmm. Hook, which is actually kind mm-hmm. of great casting, in my opinion. Yeah. Especially with this big I'm Dumbledore beard that. that's going on now. I just keep growing that out, you know. <laughs> Um, we have another Enchanted sequel finally coming, which people have been asking yeah. for for years. That's called Disenchanted, um, and Amy Adams is returning. And then a movie nobody asked for, Sister Act 3, with Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> returning. And I mean, I enjoy the first two movies. I think they're fine movies, but um, let's just put it this way. I've heard horror stories about Who- Whoopi Goldberg on set, what kind of person she is on set, and she's mm-hmm. someone that I never really want to... Um, endorse or even work with in, in that respect so that's really unfortunate yeah so uh moving on uh there's some disney and anim- animation studio stuff like zootopia is getting a short form series that explores like all the different tv shows and all the different animals that are in the um in that world i'm excited for that one <laughs> yeah i think it's going to be very fun it's called zootopia plus uh princess and the frog is getting uh like it's a tiana show which is not show, surprising yeah. because they it's a musical show too exactly and they're 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 really doubling down on that with this whole splash mountain redesign too so that makes sense mm-hmm. um this one is really cool jill that we talked about um or that we kind of both liked i thought um was the uh there's a show called I- iwaju i believe is how you pronounce yeah. it and it's yeah. a new series that like brings really cool. all these different african stories and and made yeah. by african filmmakers um and fucking insanely gorgeous yeah it was ridiculous yeah and it's a mix of it looks like it's a mix of live action animation i mean these people have their foot in in comic uh comics as well so like this Uh is going to be a really Mm -hmm. interesting um thing and then there's a new uh let's see i'm just gonna moana is also getting a show moana is getting a show there's also a a musical like princess and the frog Mm -hmm. um they showed a preview of Soul, which looks amazing. Mm, yeah, um, jumping to the Pixar stuff. They, they is that out yet? It's no, gonna, it comes out Christmas Day. Christmas Day. I've heard it's amazing. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, there's a new show from Pixar called Pip, ugh, Pixar Popcorn: New Shorts with established characters in the Pixar universe. Mm. Um, there's a Doug the Mr. Dog Potato show. Head. Impression. I know, right? <laughs> the, the, hey, there you go. Doug the Dog Show coming called Doug Days, and this just looks so <laughs> amazing and heartfelt and fun. It's uh, adorable. Yeah, it's just gonna be so much fun. Um, let's see. Uh, they and they have a new long form animated series coming. Pixar. It's gonna be their first animated, true animated series for Disney Plus, um, and it's called Win or Lose. And it's basically twenty minute episodes where we experience the same week from different perspectives, right? So That's the way cool. Pete Doctor described it was like it's, um, a, a, I think like a baseball team in the week leading up to their championship game and all, all the stuff that happens of that. And it's I was an like, idea. I it's it's very yeah. very Pixar and I'm very yeah. much looking forward to it. So, 
Um, there. Taylor, is there a movie coming about a spaceman? Yes, yes, that's one of the one of the um, <laughs> one of the things they announced, which is which we hinted at earlier, which is Lightyear. It's a Buzz Lightyear spinoff. Um, it, they say it's a feature film that is the quote unquote definitive origin story about how Buzz became Buzz. Yeah, and so it's about the man Buzz Lightyear, not the action figure. Not Buzz the toy. Lightyear. Yes, is the inspiration for the toy. He's gonna right. play Buzz Lightyear, guys. And Chris Evans is is oh, gonna yeah. come and play Buzz Lightyear. It's they they booted Tim Allen to the curb. Captain America, <laughs> baby. It's gonna be actually pretty amazing. It's like I, I I imagine this like his interpretation of Buzz Lightyear is gonna be very much um, uh, Scott Pilgrim vibe. I was, I was just like, gonna say that. Like He's gonna oh, do the yeah. Lucas Lee like I'm totally do. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I, yeah. I think we're all I'm definitely on the same Tim page. Allen to the curb because he's a dipshit Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to go down that road. <laughs> you know, um, the funny Tim Allen news, actually, though, I was listening to a podcast with other Lauren, and she was saying that, uh, or it, it was saying that Tim Allen's show, uh, Last Man Standing, mm-hmm. is doing a live action crossover with his old show, Home yeah. Improvement, yeah. and that Tim Allen... Tim the Toolman Taylor is gonna meet his character in Last Man Standing in person, and I yeah. was like, I hate you as a person, but, but I kind of watch it. Funny. I kind of actually <laughs> want to watch that. that. Sounds kind of funny. <laughs> well, I grew I grew up with Home Improvement, so like yeah, that show I grew, has I did a too. Yeah. yeah, that show has a dear place in in my heart for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yes, I, I'm uh, glad that they replaced him because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, and I don't know, like it's they found a way to justify it too. It's not like they replaced him just to replace him. Like technically Evans is playing a different character than Tim oh, Allen yeah. played, so yeah. I think it works in that respect. Um so jumping to the Marvel stuff finally, finally before we, before we Marvel, I gotta pee. Yeah, no worries. This has been this has been a long case. Yeah, I know. Um that's fine. I'll go do this. Okay. All right. So I guess let's jump into the uh the thing the, the Marvel stuff. that matters the most. Look, you can yes. assume that I love Star Wars more because of how much I just gushed over everything, but my bread and butter, and I think this podcast's main focus <laughs> yeah. in life is the MCU. That's valid. Yeah. It's, you're not wrong. I, I think so. <laughs> no, Taylor, I do have to say, you have a Star Wars tattoo. I do, I do, I do have a star. Look, and no MCU tattoo yet, so but I have I'm a lot of on pl- that one. But you do have a Spider-Man tattoo. He'll have a, but DC, I have a lot of he'll plans have a, for tattoos. He'll have a DC <laughs> tattoo by the end of the year, Lauren. <laughs> I look. I'm just gonna say the movie's bad. I'm, ju- I'm just gonna say it sucks. <laughs> yeah, but you can't deny a good movie. That's the thing. You, you can say it's bad. That doesn't mean it's actually bad. Just like if you say it's good, doesn't mean it's actually good. <laughs> there know. are standards, Joel. We gotta have a rubric. I know. And you're not wrong. Um, I do have a I do have a Death Star tattoo. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna laugh if Suicide Squad if the Suicide Squad gets like over ninety on Rotten Tomatoes. It's gonna be like ninety eight percent. No, it's it's so bad. Wink, it wins wink. like Best Picture at the at yeah. Oscars, and I'm like, nah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Just incomplete denial. Oh man, too good. Um, yeah. So they they basically started with um. Let me see here. Let me just go through my notes. Well, yeah, yeah. To recap, they blew our fucking minds by saying 10 new Star Wars shows, 10 new, and these are ones we didn't know about beforehand, 10 new MCU shows. Well, I think I think that we did know about most of them. There were a couple that are new. 
Um, so I think they're saying 10 total, like not necessarily new ones, but we're getting 10 right. series in the next. So like, for instance, they started with WandaVision, which is the first of those 10 series. Um, they showed the new trailer for that. So what did you guys think about the trailer for WandaVision? Uh, I don't know. Why don't you guys go over to uh, I'm Daily Nerd on YouTube and watch my trailer reaction. <laughs> Boom for, goes the dynamite. Uh, um, there it no. is. I liked it better than the first trailer, and I liked the first trailer a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think it gives a lot more um, kind of tone of the show. Yeah. You know, beforehand, it was really just playing. The first trailer played really heavily into that, like, sitcom trope. The Leave it to Beaver um, kind of stuff. Yeah. But this trailer, I think, really showed that that's only going to be a really minor fraction of the entire series. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot more, I think, into what the show is really going to be about. And it's kind of got a darker tone, man. And I'm kind of I'm really mm-hmm. digging it. Yeah. Lauren. Yeah, I mean yeah, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I've been team on division since they announced it at yeah. Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. So, it just it everything just keeps making it better and better and it makes keeps making it look like I've been right this whole time that yeah. it's going to be a pretty dope show. Oh, so, yeah. I can't wait till January. Absolutely. Look, there are there is no audio evidence of any of this. <laughs> You mm-hmm. cannot listen to any of our past episodes, and <laughs> but you totally can. Wink, wink. Um, no, yeah, and I, I was think... gonna say, what are you? T- yeah, talking about? <laughs> we want to encourage people to listen to our old episodes, Joel. I'm deleting. <laughs> I'm deleting the entire library. Of yeah, he's he's deleting the podcast. He's deleting the good episode is... where we make the bet about Suicide Squad. That's for sure. Good. As if good thing is think... nothing. You wow, think I already I haven't? Talk. And you don't think I have the original Nothing audio? Is permanently deleted on the internet. Exactly. <laughs> and it's I have, true. I have Not most, I have most of the backups for the, well, at least the most, like the more recent episodes. Some of the older ones, I'm, maybe not you but, don't have any of the older ones because i would record them straight from the mixer to my computer yes but i also download um, too. that's we'll how we got all the elon musk downloads yeah i was just sitting there boom, 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 just like i just had a bot do it you know what i mean um <laughs> no so back to the wandavision trailer i i one of the things i found really cool about it and and obviously everything's looking like amazing like you guys are talking about looks to be really high concept really interesting there's definitely something going on there where, where Wanda's in kind of like a dream world. And like I hinted at before, mm-hmm. that was my prediction. And she's being in, maybe held in some kind of facility or something like that. Um, maybe doing tests on her, yeah. whatever it may be. Um, but what I found really cool is, in, is, is at least with the black and white stuff, one of the things I noticed in the trailer is that it almost feels like a Pleasantville, Pleasantville kind of vibe where it's like everything yeah. starts black and white, but then Toby color... Bar is like sort of introduced, you know what I mean, to certain elements of the show. And then obviously it goes full color at one point. And then you have, you know, kind of the 70s aesthetic there too. So I think that we're going to be seeing, quote unquote, multiple decades in this as well, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of established, you know, um, by the previous trailers. So, yeah, I mean, just exciting stuff coming from that. Um, And then we got a lot more in that kind of like government facility. We Mm -hmm. saw more of that. We saw Monica Rambo. Yeah. And we there was a I don't know if it was a baby monitor or a radio, but someone was like trying to talk to Wanda through it, mm-hmm. which is why yeah. I think your theory of like her being held captive, maybe mm-hmm. being run tests on. Yeah. I think that's kind of a pretty that valid theory sense. with people trying to contact her. Mm-hmm. Monica um, Rambo is probably one of those people, you know. Um, yeah, sure. yeah. So uh, and then they uh, they basically confirmed that WandaVision will connect to um, Multiverse of Madness as well. As Spider-Man 3. 
So well, that's I think I think they said that Doctor Strange connects to both of them. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, and clearly that they connect together. That's right. And then yeah, yeah, and then they also confirmed that Multiverse of Madness is currently shooting, so that movie yeah. is still on track. Um, to mm-hmm. come out in 2021, I believe, next year, the, the end of next year, yeah. I think it is. So that's And I only really mention exciting. this because I got into a debate on Twitter with someone about gotcha. how just because Doctor Strange connects to both of them does not mean that they connect together. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. It's like, True. just because Doctor Strange is going to be in both of these does not mean that Spider-Man is going to be in WandaVision. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. and I was, yeah, yeah. I was, in, the implication was more like, oh, Wanda might show up in Spider-Man at some point, maybe through right. Doctor Strange or something. Great. Another cameo. I know. Who, I, 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 I think you're right, though, Joel, and this is kind of what we surmised before originally, is like WandaVision leads into Multiverse of Madness, which then leads into Spider-Man 3. You know what I but mean? But I think Spider-Man 3 comes out first. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I think it does. Mm-hmm. But my before... point is that just because Doctor Strange has to do with both of them does not mean that they have to do with each other. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like... Definitely. Um, yeah, and then so from from there, they also uh, they also revealed the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer finally, um, and that funny you can also watch that on my YouTube channel. Yeah, and the trailer basically confirms that it comes out in March, so we're only gonna have to wait. We're gonna finish up Wandavision and basically be able to <laughs> jump right into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and that's like awesome. So exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you guys think about uh, this trailer? yes oh great yeah yeah give yeah. it to me now totally i mean I, it's pretty much what we expected from the show right like more bucky um falcon banter you know more of the winter soldier kind of like political thriller kind of feel you know grounded handheld camera work that kind of stuff what i found really interesting though too is you know when when they first announced these series they were like yo these aren't just going to be like some 20 or million dollar on a budget series right these are going to be 200 mil- these are going to have the same size and scale and quality of the movies right and i think yeah. yeah this trailer like really really proved that right like that shot at the end that that massive cg tracking shot whatever it is where we're following falcon as he's flying through the canyon and everything's exploding and it's like that's something you'd see in a movie right that's not yeah. something you'd see in a tv show and and again kind of like with the uh the luke thing in um in mando is just like this idea that like they weren't fucking around they're completely committing to making these like really high production value TV shows. Yeah. Um, and it's just really exciting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's obviously nothing we didn't really know already, but it's just actually seeing it in practice is just very, very exciting. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I think we got a lot more information just like the WandaVision two trailer, like in the big game spot, you know, we saw him using the shield, mm-hmm. uh, him, him being Sam. Yeah. Um, but this entire trailer, he he's not wielding it once yeah neither he's, of them are no he yeah. is just falcon you mm-hmm. know he's not cap two yeah um mm-hmm. and so i think it's interesting that we all kind of thought like oh he's just gonna have the shield in the show and now it's kind of like maybe he doesn't get it till the end yeah. does he get it at all yeah. Yeah. it's like it's we did learn a little bit more about it yeah definitely i think it's definitely going to come into play as like a sort of payoff to the setup of of endgame you know at the end there where he he does the shield transition and all that stuff but it's definitely one of those things where you want to build up to it right that's definitely the marvel way is where they they actually earned the journey of like him becoming captain america so that feels like something that would definitely be baked into that um yeah and then they also confirmed that black widow is indeed staying uh theatrical 
May 2021. So screw when, you, yeah. Warner Brothers, right? We'll see. <laughs> you fucked up, WB. We'll just take all the money that you would have made on that weekend, with, which I'm sure it was Tom and Jerry or some shit that was releasing that weekend. So, um, With Hit Girl? <laughs> right. Is she in it? Is Chloe Moretz in it? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I haven't seen a trailer or any key art or really anything for it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So after that, they moved right into the first trailer for freaking Loki. Um, the Loki yeah. TV series. Um, yes. Again, and... just like the big game spot, that was the only footage we had seen mm-hmm. of Loki, and it was the just the very end of the big game mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. And now we got a whole fucking trailer this time. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's obviously this has been shooting for a while, which which is great because, again, it means we're getting it sooner rather than later. I think this is... They didn't give a release date, but I think this is definitely going to be a fall 2021 20, show. It's um, supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So it I didn't seem like they, they, they changed that. But, I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of intrigue and mystery that's happening with this trailer. Like, what? Who, who was the organization that was in that? Do you guys know anything about that? The it TVA. Was, yeah, the it's T- a Time Variance Authority. Oh, uh, okay. See, I wasn't Funny, familiar I with that. I also have a YouTube video about this Loki thing you guys can go watch. Hey. So watch that. Uh, yeah, the TVA is the Time Variance Authority. They're kind of in <laughs> charge of like, hey, man, uh, you've been kind of fucking some shit up time traveling we have to uh step in and so they're they're the time cops of the mcu basically exactly yeah, yeah. Can we talk about fucking daddy owen wilson in this trailer right i'm just gonna say yeah Ooh. He... yeah Ooh. With yep. that gray hair and that haircut yeah yeah very bu- like butch different. haircut kind of you know yeah um yeah no i i dug it and i i think we had heard rumors that he was in this right or w- w- yes okay no, that's, yeah. yeah he was no it, it was he confirmed, was cast. i thought okay yeah. that's yeah okay that's seen him in it yet yeah okay yeah, yeah totally um yeah um, and, also imdb is still having this as may 2021 interesting mm, that's interesting i mean i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we're getting falcon and winter soldier in, in march i mean that would that would kind of line up with what they're doing with those yeah. two shows so far. So, um, yeah, I mean, in the in in the uh, in the trailer, they show the events of Endgame. You know, everything that we saw, how he got transported away, and then he kind of just like mm-hmm. lands in a desert. Um, you know, we saw that see the TVA stuff. Like, there's a lot of really really interesting elements that are at play there. I think that my favorite part of it was like politician Loki at the end. Um, yeah. and I don't know if you noticed, straight, he had the little straight button. Straight from the comic books. I know, and it's just yeah. a button, and it's just like, oh my god, like, this... If there was ever a perfect image that, like, surmises what Loki's about, it's that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just tells me that this show, you know, there's definitely... We thought there wasn't... Personally, I thought there wasn't, like, a whole lot of Loki stories left to tell, at least in the theatrical stuff. Like, they had used him so much, but... I think this show really proves that like there's a lot of stuff to do with that character still. So my favorite yeah. bit was the DB Cooper Loki, mm. um, which is why we've never found DB Cooper because he jumped out of the plane and then got zapped by the fucking by the Bifrost and then yeah. just left. Yeah, that that was really cool. Which <laughs> makes it good... almost seem like it's going to be kind of a heist series too. You know? Um, yeah, seems like it, or at least with heist elements. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I pulled up the Phase Four uh, graphic from Comic Con, and it does say Spring 2021 for Loki. So. Yeah, but things got shifted. I mean, originally Wandavision was supposed to come out after Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and you know that changed. But that was also due to like they couldn't shoot in Puerto Rico with COVID. So yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, uh, uh, my guess is they are probably back on track now. Um, and they're just slotting in like there would have been a bigger gap between mm-hmm. Wanda and Loki. Exactly. 
So they're just slotting that in there. I mean, I, I would be more than okay with it coming sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, and yeah. then after that, they gave a, a little bit more of an expanded trailer of, of What If, which is a series we've discussed, I know for sure, in the past when, when they announced it yeah. uh, back at Comic-Con. And at D23, they did show some of the footage that's in that trailer, which I explained to you guys with, like, Zombie Cap and zombie uh, Cap. Um, um, uh, Captain America, Peggy Carter being Captain America. Um, some of the new stuff that we didn't see before was like Doctor Strange fighting Doctor Strange. So like he's clearly fighting like an evil version of himself in one of those episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just some really, really cool stuff in there. And I think that show is going to be really fun and just kind of like off the wall, you know, one off ideas. Yeah, um, like uh, Yondu finding T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That looked yep. rad. Yep. yep. Exactly. So um, totally. Yeah, and there's just yeah, there's just one. some really awesome stuff. And the animation looks beautiful too. You know, it has yeah. very stylized, but it just it's awesome. Very stylized. Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like um like manga a little bit. Like there's some manga influence in there. Maybe maybe not. Yeah. But um uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm that. wrong. I don't know. I'm not a huge animation nerd, so like I'm probably stepping out of my wheelhouse a little bit there. But um uh let's see yeah um oh yes and then miss marvel um is confirmed got confirmed for later this year um so we'd obviously heard about that show which it seems like maybe that's the fall if if loki stays um you know and by later this year you mean later 2021 yes next year i guess but at this point it's basically this (laughs) year because look i think we all want to pretend that 2020 (laughs) never happened so i'm just gonna say it's next year and then when it's there you know it's all right more the merrier um, great, 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 Hawkeye, great, great, great. Hawkeye is also slated for fall, right? So that's Gosh, they, if they have five series coming out this year, that is crazy. Well, if it's ten series in two years, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like man, Math. it's, it's how, mind, <laughs> no, it's just mind-boggling, like how they're just juggling. I mean, Marvel's always been the best at this, but just juggling, like they're getting bigger and bigger, and it's like you not only have the movies and the TV shit, like it's it's going to be really interesting to see if like this big experiment with TV like actually pays off, which I think it will. But yeah, I hope so. I hope so too. Um, so we did also see a sizzle kind of pre-production featurette for Miss Marvel. Um, we saw, you know, the moment when she got cast, um, yeah. which is cool. Um, and then uh, they confirmed they, her for Captain Marvel, too, as well. right? Exactly. That's mm-hmm. the big news. And then they also showed, you know, some screen tests and stuff in that footage. So you can find that online. But yes, Captain Marvel, too, will feature Miss Marvel, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Pretty great. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, they also announced um, the the um oh my gosh sorry i'm having a brain fart uh the the, the hulk series the um she hulk she hulk thank you i don't know why yeah. i couldn't get that out um and feige calls it a quote-unquote very funny series um he also confirmed that tim roth is going to be coming back as abomination as from abomination. all the way back in the second movie in the mcu and the incredible hulk so they also confirmed that oh, casting wow. for she hulk because that because yes. That news had kind of come out, and she had kind of denied it. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. they confirmed that it is her. Yes. <laughs> they showed the image oh, and all I didn't that know stuff. No, she denied it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they by contract by like NDA, I think she had to until they officially announce it. Um, I my my favorite thing from that announcement was that he was saying, um, "Well, it's a lawyer show, mm-hmm. so you never know who's going to show up." Yeah. Daredevil, which is literal, which is literal confirmation. Uh, that Matt Murdock will yeah. be in the show. Yeah. So Ooh. exactly. You, can, yeah. you can look into that any way you want and tell me I'm wrong, but you're you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Matt Matt Murdock confirmed for She Hulk. Absolutely. Pretty fuck, 
pretty fucking cool. Yep. And then they also confirmed that uh, that Mark Ruffalo will also make an appearance yes. in the show, which is mm-hmm. to be expected at this point. Um, then after that, they moved on to reveal what the Sam Jackson show that we've been hearing about. The the yes. they said it was going to say it's going to be kind of a, a Shield thing that we thought, or you know, I mean, when we reviewed Captain Marvel, we um, guessed that it would be like Agents of Sword or so- something dealing mm-hmm. with Sword, but what it's actually going to be is a secret invasion movie which show right uh oh yes i'm sorry a show my my fault my fault <laughs> but that still is a sword show yes. technically well technically yeah <laughs> technically it is but uh, but we exciting though but we know that what the source material is now you know yes. what i mean which obviously everybody's um, you know, ever since the scrolls were were introduced, it's like, okay, well, you have to do Secret Invasion. You know, I don't think they put enough emphasis on this show because I think the show is going to have huge ramifications in the yeah. MCU. Oh, Enormous absolutely, enormous yeah. ramifications. Yeah, and if, if there they... are if there are scrolls already implanted in mm-hmm. the MCU, this yep. is a huge thing that I think they kind of just glazed over. They're like, yeah, we're going to do a Secret Invasion show. It's got Sam Jackson, whatever. I think that was <laughs> I think that was intentional. It's like don't ask yeah. too many questions type of thing. Um, <laughs> just, we're going to have Secret Invasion. Yeah, no big deal. Moving on. Um, this shit cracks me <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, no, and and I think you know they they did say that Ben Mendelsohn um, is going to return, which feels natural mm-hmm. as well. But the yeah, thing is, is you know if they obviously introduce Super Scrolls at some point, then that makes things really interesting. Like we've talked about before, like it becomes that question of like was a certain character we know or many characters we know scrolls the whole time. And like you Mm -hmm. said, that can have really, really massive ramifications um, going backwards and forwards. um, If if they go to that, go down, which would be crazy to have a show have more impact on a movie than a movie have impact on a show. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's no way you don't have secret invasion and and have it reshape everything going forward. Like there's, there's no way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess there is a way, but it would be bad. <laughs> yep, exactly. So uh, just to move on, uh, they announced a show called Armor Wars, which is basically cool. a War Machine show. Pretty cool. I, I, I'm, I've always been a huge fan of the character of War Machine, War Machine, so that's just right up my alley. Whether or not it'll be good or interesting... We'll see, but I, Taylor, I'm are you a Terrence it. Howard or a Don Cheadle kind of guy? <laughs> I am torn between both. Um, I think Terrence Howard did some really interesting things as Rhodey, but uh, honestly, like Don Cheadle is is it for me just because yeah. he, yeah, he encompasses like a more dynamic uh, uh, performance or personification of Rhodey than Terrence Howard, who was kind of a little bit one note in the original Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's also like not. Putting aside like all the bullshit that like comes with Terrence Howard, you know the, the I only persona. Because I know t- I know Taylor's seen the uh, behind the scenes on uh, on Iron Man one like ten thousand times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and all 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 Terrence Howard does that whole behind the scenes thing is he complains about all the shit he had to do. Um, oh it's gosh. pretty funny. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. So Armor Wars, yeah, that's coming. Uh, there's also an Iron Heart show, I guess, too, which mm. kind of yes, feels sir. like a little bit of an Iron Man thing. But I'm actually not familiar with Iron Heart. Do you know anything about this, Joel? Yeah, so it's supposed to be like the next smartest person on Earth behind Tony Stark, which oh, wow. is which is Peter a, Parker. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, but <laughs> but not for this. But I know I'm just but yeah. but not for this purpose. Uh, yeah. It's a young black woman named Riri. Okay. Um, and I guess she creates like a like a Mark suit 
or Got whatever. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know much about it past that, but I do know that she's supposed to be like insane level genius. Yeah. Um, well, I nice. don't know what else yeah, happens I, in the show, but I, I think there's definitely like a lot of interesting. There's a lot of interesting avenues you could go down, especially because in Iron Man two, they established that like other people throughout the world were trying to build Iron Man suits and like completely mm-hmm. failing. So it's that idea of like, what if somebody actually succeeded, right? And whether you know the the good and the bad with that, but that that could be really right. interesting. Well, I think with the end goal of fa- of this next phase, which I mean, you can quote me on it if you want. I'll just deny it. Um, is kind of like Young Avengers, right? Yeah. So yeah. Bishop, She-Hulk. Uh, so it would just make sense that Ironheart is about this young Iron Woman, um, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. can lead into her teaming up with Kate Bishop and all these yeah. other people. Um, Miss Marvel. Uh, so I think it just makes sense that if they're going for Young Avengers, that they just do this in Ironheart thing because you got to have um, the Iron Man. Yeah part of the team yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah and it allows them to bring in another iron man sort of esque figure without it being right. tony stark which is you exactly. know kind of makes sense um moving beyond that uh they confirmed that a guardians of the galaxy holiday special yes! is coming <laughs> and james gunn tweeted about this afterwards and he was like this kind of started as a joke between kevin feige and i and it's actually happening and i couldn't be more excited about it like he basically yeah. said it's going to be crazy they're shooting um, it on the set of Guardians 3, yes. he said, mm-hmm. yep. which is funny that yep. they just get to, like, goof off while they're shooting this movie. Yeah. Because well, it's going to come out before Guardians 3. Yes. Yes. So. But they'll shoot it yeah. concurrently, you know, yeah. with everybody while they probably have all the talent on set. Yeah. It kind of feels like, I don't know if you guys ever saw the Guardians Inferno thing on the Blu-ray. Yeah. It kind of feels mm-hmm. like it's going to be very similar to that, like, obviously with its own Christmas, you know, holiday flair, but... Um, nevertheless yeah. so uh, beyond that they also announced that baby Groot is getting like kind of a forky asks yes. a question type of short series on disney plus that's going to be exciting <laughs> um i know right it's just like so it's, it's so good <laughs> i don't know if that sound actually was audible but i heard uh, it i heard it <laughs> it came through <laughs> um and then they also confirmed christian bale for thor 4 Oh announcing that he's playing Gore the God Gore Butcher. Gore the God Butcher. So we weren't we weren't correct in our assumption, or at least me in my assumption, that it was um, going to be uh, fuck. Who was who did I say it was? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember now. Uh, sure you was, oh good. no! Yes, yes, yes. You were saying it, it was, was going to be Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill. Oh, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. God, it's, I'm having brain farts to the max today. It would have um, been cooler if it was. Well, no, I don't want to say cooler because. Gore the God Butcher is going to be fucking awesome, but it would have been cool if it was also Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, and you <laughs> so know, I have to say that Beta Ray can't be in the movie still. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And w- I like, wouldn't be surprised if he was. All I can imagine is like Taika just making like a fuck ton of jokes about like how Gore the God Butcher is like such a stupid name, and he's going to be so self-referential about it. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, like you know, there's going to be a joke or two at least about his name in that movie. So, um, 100%. They also said that uh, Blade announcements are "quote unquote" coming soon, so we'll be hearing more about that movie and, and give it to you know, me now. Yeah, when it's what it's going to be, when it's going to come out, those kind of things. Um, Look, I can say that I'm more excited about this, or I'm more excited about that. But there's video evidence from Rachel Slot that when they announced <laughs> Blade at Comic Con, that I lost my shit. Yeah. So apparently. That's what we'll I'm most more, excited about. More Joel yeah. tears, dude. No, I mean, I I agree. I I love those those especially the first two movies. The third movie's yeah. eh. 
But um, but I mean, Blade Blade was like Deadpool. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. Blade was really (laughs) the the first like modern quote unquote Marvel movie that came out. You know, before Spider Man and all that stuff. So Blade is you know a supremely important character. I'm just glad that he's getting his due with Mahershala. It's gonna be fucking awesome, man. I'm very I'm very excited about it. Um, just I know what whatever you have on your list Mm -hmm. your list next. Let's skip that and go towards this because. Right after I lost my shit about Blade at Comic Con, that Hall H panel, they also announced uh, Mutants and Fantastic Four. Yes, uh-huh. we got a little bit of Fantastic Four news today. Not mm-hmm. what I was hoping, which was John Krasinski being announced as uh, Mr. Fantastic, Reed yeah. Richards. But we got an announcement of a director yeah. who has absolutely slayed another favorite character of mine, Peter Parker, Spider Man. That is Mr. John Watts yeah. is going to be directing yeah. Fantastic Four, which I brought this up because. I want to say that we talked about this on the podcast, that there was a hint of Fantastic Four at the end of Far From Home when he's swinging Mary Jane through yeah. New York, and there's the building that's under construction, yeah. and there's the one, mm-hmm. two, three, three, question mark. Yeah. Tell me that's not on, that has to be on purpose. Yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah. He knew he was directing Fantastic Four when he made that scene. And he fucking and he fucking put that in there. Or he made that scene, and they're like, "Hey, you'd be good for Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and, and like it's really interesting, right? Because a this feels like a really safe choice in a good way, in in, in yeah. terms of like we want to make a really solid like first Fantastic Four movie, and then we can kind of get crazy and like hire someone really interesting to do the sequel if we want. But it also tells me that. You know, you have to remember that John Watts is like with the Spider-Man movies. He's technically a Sony employee. He's not a, a mm-hmm. Disney or, or a Marvel wow. Studios employee. So this is Marvel saying like, we want to work with you on one of our movies proper, right? We yeah. want you to work yeah. for Marvel Studios. So that, you know, is obviously like that says a lot because normally Marvel, um, you know, there, there's been few directors that they work with like more than once or twice. Um, so the fact mm. that they're you know making these three movies with him and then they want to potentially make a whole nother Fantastic Four tr- trilogy with him, I mean that speaks volumes. So yeah, and I think it speaks to the tone of uh, yeah. what the movie will be about as well. Yeah, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I can I can already see a uh, an adolescent, if not young, twenties Johnny Storm being kind of just like Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just jumping backwards real quick, just to yes. just to get it off. Um, agreed. Very excited about that. But they also announced the title for Ant-Man 3, which is called Quantumania. Oh. Yeah. Kind of fun. I, 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 I really Marvel. enjoy that title. It's yeah. just Marvel knowing that they can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're just going to triple down on the quantum realm, you know? Yeah. Quantum Mania. Like they just were like, look, we made Guardians of the Galaxy a household name. We can do anything we fuck. (laughs) Yeah. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. This movie's called Quantumania. Sue us. And so, you know, obviously the 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 other major news was they confirmed Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror, which tells me like obviously this is gonna be a time travel movie. Um, yeah, even Which even is... more so than Endgame was a time travel movie. That you know that movie yeah. obviously had elements, but this I think this is going to be full fledged time travel. Um, Which also kind of leads into Young Avengers, exactly. Conqueror, yep, absolutely. And then um, they also confirmed though that Catherine Newton uh, has joined the cast, which I hadn't heard of, and I really love her. Um, she's been in a lot of really great stuff in the last few years. So that is That's very Cassie exciting. Lang, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they basically oh, okay. recast Cassie Lang. Um, 
from Endgame to to this. They movie. told that girl, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, it's kind of weird that they did that. There must have been some reason behind it, but who knows? Um, yeah, she probably did a test screening, and they were like, "Ah, actually, yeah, no, <laughs> totally." Um, Sorry. Then uh, finally, Feige also confirmed that they're not recasting Chadwick um, in Black mm-hmm. Panther Two, which I think we all kind of felt like we knew yeah. what was coming. Um, in that regard, so and that kind of kind of winded it down uh, for the Marvel stuff. Um, you know, I think more yeah. than anything, this tells me that a Fantastic Four movie is probably going to come in the next two years, like twenty twenty three. You know, maybe twenty twenty four. Didn't say anything yeah. about X Men. I think Fantastic Four is your road into X Men, right? Oh, yeah. oh, what you 100%, know, like yeah. like one like that that is far like the Fantastic Four is far more important to establish than the X Men at this point, especially because people are still. Oh yeah, to a and certain still... extent, the extent those last two movies, the Fox movies with the X Men, are still in people's brains, you know. And it's yeah. like again, if you give people two or three years or even five years in between those movies, like they're going to be um, yes. more foregoing yeah. in terms of what they're willing to, you know. Uh, there accept. is also yeah, still that's... the theory that. They're going to be introducing these mutants throughout phase four and five. Like there's, mm-hmm. you know, apparently like Weapon X might be in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Beast amazing. worked at Sword in Secret of, you know, like mm-hmm. Beast mm-hmm. and Sword are kind of like this in the comics, you know, with yeah. Abigail Brand. And, you know, I can see them putting these pieces together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just lay the breadcrumbs, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't think it'll be, I think it'll be at least five years before we get. A proper X-Men film, though. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully we don't die from COVID oh. before then. And I think, honestly, we're more likely to get... Well, yes, that, Joel. But I think we're <laughs> um, we're honestly more likely to get like some kind of series. You know, Even if it's just one or two characters that draw us into that larger universe with a movie. You know I would prefer an X-Men <laughs> show over mm-hmm. a movie any day. I've Absolutely. talked about this yeah. for a very long yeah. time. You um, know, and if, if, if Disney the is The show putting... is just called... Uh, um, uh, Professor Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters, or you know, it's, right. it's just called yeah. School for Gifted Youngsters. Yeah, what I would love like, to what? see, dude. What I would love to see, and just this just popped into my head, is I would love to see a Wolverine Deadpool movie, um, where it's just a one off with like great. Hugh Jackman, like Hugh Jacked Man. Sorry, there you go. Um, making <laughs> I like, was like a final, who? like a final return <laughs> or something like that. But the thing is, is he would never do that after the perfect ending that was Logan. So it's, you know, I at this never point, say never, man, at this point, especially you could, if it's with Ryan, I, I feel well, that, like. you know, he would, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that, that could be a possibility, but even if they have to recast Wolverine and use Deadpool as a way to like, just sort of Hear set up that out. character and like, that, that would be Scott? really cool. You know, Dougary Scott, get a second yeah. chance. Hear me out. Um, I think they would just take a playbook, uh, or a page out of the playbook of, uh, James Bond, and they just dump a mm-hmm. uh, a mm-hmm. dump truck full of money at Hughes's house, and they're just like, one more time, and they're like, and hey, like, one more time, hey, build another house with all this money that we're dumping in your yeah, new house. We'll give you a musical number. How about that? Yeah. Hey. dude, I would love to see a Deadpool musical too. That'd be amazing. That that'd be cool. Um, um, I want to go back to uh, Quantumania. Yeah, quick. yeah, let's do it. Um, I just think that okay. I guess I really want to go to to hawkeye is really what i wanted oh yeah well if we didn't like i wanted to go to quantumania to get to hawkeye yeah they didn't um they didn't really say much about it but around the same time as disney investors day there were set photos mm-hmm. of of katie steinfeld um field Haley as, steinfeld. Haley, Haley, steinfeld. Haley, Haley steinfeld as uh 
Kate Bishop. Because yeah. I said Kate. There, yeah, yeah, there we go. Exactly. Yes. Hey, I'm just <laughs> merging the two. <laughs> she is no longer a human. She is the character. Yeah. Um, I think it looks dope, dude. Um, you can see look. like you can see the wounds on Jeremy Renner's face mm-hmm. that are you know if just go ahead go back and read Matt Fraction's run of Hawkeye and compare these set photos to the panels and it's just gonna be I think say what you want about Jeremy Renner and his portrayal of Hawkeye in the series uh, or or of all the films so far. Yeah. But just go back and read Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, and if you don't think this is going to be the best goddamn television series of all time, something's wrong with you. It's going to be fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so Kate Bishop, uh, Ironheart, Miss um, Marvel, mm-hmm. so many things leading towards King the Conqueror and yep. Young Avengers. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I will say about the Hawkeye set photos we showed, like the costumes and everything looked cool, but I think the real star of the show was the dog. The dog. So I'll just pizza say dog. The, the pizza dog was amazing. Pizza dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a picture of Jeremy Renner with what looked to be like an earpiece in, which mm-hmm. it's not uncommon for actors to have earpieces in to remember lines, so on and so forth. But Jeremy Renner does, or not Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye does go deaf mm-hmm. in the Matt Fraction Hawkeye. Yeah. So it is a, is that them doing a deaf Hawkeye or is it just an earpiece from like his acting standpoint? Yeah. It would be cool to have a deaf Hawkeye in the universe. Mm. What if it's I think that'd be rad. What if it's huh? Said what, what if it's both? Oh. <laughs> They're using it as a prop and practical. Reason. And exactly. practical. And... Yeah. And then he can also listen to the Jeremy Renner app through that earpiece as well. <laughs> Someone I know, I know in this house had the shit. Jeremy Renner app for a while. <laughs> the Jeremy Renner app? That shit is <laughs> one of the most interesting stories of 2020. I'll, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> I don't think she I says, know this she story. To connect with him. It was this whole thing. <laughs> like, was, we can save that for another day. But. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll save it for the after dark. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. unless there's anything else you want to talk about, I think we should probably wrap, wrap it up here. We've already gone what way over. What are you guys most over. excited about? from these MCU announcements. Um, Lauren, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ooh, I don't know. I think it's just, honestly, I think it just further confirmed my excitement for things like WandaVision, Thor 4. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it's just, it's just cherries on top at this point. Yeah. I don't know if anything in particular is like, Oh, that's cool and new and exciting. It's just more of like, yep, yep, great. Keep yeah. going, keep going. Yeah, yeah totally. I, I think for me, it's probably more of the theatrical stuff. Like, very excited for the for the TV stuff too. But just you know, the theatrical stuff you know is going to be big, bombastic. You know, classic yeah. MCU yeah. that we've that we've known to you know, come and that we've yeah. known to love at this point. Uh, so Marvel, t- uh, Captain Marvel two, probably for me. Um, oh, also. Wow. Well, I think Nia DaCosta is very yeah. exciting, um, especially because we're yes, going to have Miss Marvel basically making her When's big When's her screen. Candyman coming out? That's what I, uh, that's what I Probably not till next year. Um, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Um, I think that... I would guess October next year. Yeah. yeah. I, like, obviously, oh. still very excited for... For Multiverse of Madness, but I think even Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp three is kind of becoming like a must, Yo, yeah. a must see. Quantumania yeah. is going to be pretty yeah, fucking rad. That's true. I yeah, that's true. I mean, for the shows, I would we probably, might... I would probably say Armor Wars. Sorry, go ahead, Lauren. Yeah, 
No, I was just going to say, like, Ant-Man might finally get his his, his day with Quantumania. Yeah. Because, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I love the Ant-Man movies, but I know they fall well below the radar for most people. Yeah. I think well, mainly just because they didn't have enough of, like, an impact on, the on like, the overall universe. And I think Quantumania, you can't watch anything after Quantumania without having seen Quantumania. Well, see, it's funny. I'm because, calling it now. Yeah. Because I, 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 I kind of disagree. I feel like Ant-Man and the yeah. Wasp like, was necessary, a necessary like watch. The end, to but un- just the end part of it, right? Well, like the last 30 minutes. But the whole movie is about them trying to get to the quantum realm and, you know. Um, right. Yeah. You know, bring Michelle Pfeiffer's character back. I can't even fucking Janet Van Dyne see him have another brain fart right now. Um, see, but I'm going to admit something to you guys right now. I've never seen Ant Man and the Wasp, and I understood Endgame. Yes, completely. but you also fucking know Marvel. Like, you have to understand that not everybody has the knowledge yeah. that you have. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but point being is, I think a lot of people rag on the Ant Man movies for like being like quote unquote low stakes. Right. Even though they're they're good stories, well told, they're just they're they're comedies. You know, they're meant to be a breath of fresh yeah. air in between all uh-huh. the crazy shit that happens in in yeah. the other movies. So I do like the fact that they're kind of making this third one very important. It seems like to not only the trilogy, oh my God. but King to, the Conqueror you know, is going to be one of the most important things to ever happened in the I know, Marvel universe. I know it's going to have very very far reaching effects. Um, yeah, for years probably. So. I would say, yes, Quantumania. They didn't announce much about Fantastic Four, so it's kind of cheap to say that I'm most excited for that, yeah. but I am. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Secret Invasion, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be, mm, yeah. like I said, it's going to be insane. If they don't make it insane, mm-hmm. like they, they fucking wasted it. It's, I, they have the potential to make that like the most important thing in well, like the history of yeah, the MCU. Exactly. And and not only that, it feels like that could very well be the thing that all these different shows lead up to. Um yeah. so it could very well be the, like the culmination of quote unquote phase 1 of the TV stuff even though it's technically phase 4, but Right. Um mm-hmm. yeah, so I agree. I mean Secret Invasions, it's just it's hard to say what that show's going to be right now, you know what I mean? With 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 for me with Iron Wars like I kind of understand like what that show's going to be, but you know, with Secret Invasion, they definitely have the opportunity to just really blow the lid off off of everything um much like quantumania so yeah we'll see everybody well we will not turn this into a five hour podcast um unless you want us to uh but we can't know that now we'll do it next time uh taylor where can everybody find you on the internet you can find me at twitter at taylor salen on twitter at taylor salen either way Lauren, what about you? <laughs> I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on Instagram. And I mentioned it last time, but since we actually got another cast in beforehand, um, next week my episode of Theoretical Thrills will be dropping wherever okay. you find your um, podcast as well. And it's a holiday-themed episode uh, about the guys pitching... <laughs> theme park ideas and it's fun yeah. heck yeah. yeah love it yes i gave it a listen after the last cast it's hilarious nice um, yeah it's which episode did you listen to i do not remember it was Great. i spent i spent a <laughs> i spent a long 20 days on set getting my i don't my brain is mush i couldn't tell you what our last episode was about yeah um, yeah that's valid i got some union days in on this shoot but i got my ass handed to me yeah um nice. But I'm the only nerd. You can find me everywhere on the internet, and I'm the only nerd. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. I did a three video series uh, about a couple of these MCU things um, from Disney Investors Day. Go check those out. 
Um, we're into our last three episodes of Firefly on Fan Theory TV on YouTube. So you go check those out. This is the movie Serenity now. We've completed the show. There are three mm. episodes of the movie that we did. Um, and other than that, you can find us here on Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast, yeah. talking about shit. Stuff. Check us out on Indeed. Spotify and iTunes. Give us a review if you feel so inclined. We'd love to hear from you. Later, nerds. Uh, peace. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>